Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, and you might also be watching Drawn to the Flame because this is a sort of live episode. We're going live on Twitch right now. And before I say anything else, can people in the chat hear me? Can I be seen, heard? Oh, look, there's my face as well. I think I've frozen. I've got one high. There we go. That's good. I'm your host, Frank, uh, and this evening I'm joined by... It's me, Peter! Hello. Hi, Peter. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, this is a culmination of a full 10, maybe even 15 minutes worth of planning here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of prep has gone into doing this tonight <laughs> and being here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. First of all, can well, everyone can hear Frank. Are our respective volume levels okay? Just sound off in the chat. More than usual, yeah. We sound better than usual. <laughs> I know, I wow. think that's the, the amount of prep we did. More oh, right, than okay. usual. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally non prep. Kind. Yeah. That's good, that's uh, good. So we're here to celebrate something. We've got a load of different milestones coming up. And this one feels particularly good because... Oh, hair volume. Thanks, I know, yeah, just... <laughs> uh, We're here celebrating the fact that the podcast has hit... Uh, half a million downloads, which we said as a joke a little while ago, wouldn't it be funny when we hit half a million? And here we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, someone said I was a little bit loud, so I'll just tweak my volume down and let me know if there's if there's still an issue and I can I can tweak that further. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, what a ride. This is coming no. up to four years, isn't it? Uh, and yeah. Coming up to two, coming up to 200 episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, coming up to what's what's our final count on the on the downloads? You sent me it earlier on. Yeah, so it's uh, four hundred and ninety nine thousand four hundred and seventy four downloads. Yeah. I think as of a couple of hours ago. So we're about so, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's based on how many we get a day. It's about about a day away from us getting five hundred thousand. So yeah, incredible stuff. Like I never imagined that this would have happened. When we started all those years yeah. ago. <laughs> Me too. Me uh, too. Met on that Discord server. Yeah, nearly one one million. Round, rounding to the nearest million. Um, exactly. After a couple of days, it's a million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that would be it's, fun to say. I, I think I particularly like it because when if someone says, oh, you've got a podcast, how's that doing? They might know nothing about Arkham, so it's quite hard to give them a, like, a sense of scale or size. But if you just drop into a conversation, oh, half a mil, then they're like, oh, that's good. You know. You'll see um, the Betonator is just posted in the chat. That's actually um, my wife, who I've asked Everyone's... To, to, to give us as much stick as possible. Everyone's favourite host. Yeah, I know, I know. Constantly yeah. upstaging uh so, so thanks everyone uh there's like lots of familiar names in the chat um i mean it's really really good to see everyone there uh i <laughs> sarah's promising not to ban my wife which is which is very kind of her thank you that's good yeah so if you're listening to this after the fact uh there's a few different ways that you can enjoy this broadcast um a month after this goes out it'll still be on twitch so you can come and actually see our faces as we do this recording 
You can also check this out on YouTube because we'll upload it to YouTube, rights allowing, so you can see it forever or as long as YouTube lasts until the heat death of the universe. And then we're also going to put this out as an episode, unedited, just our voices talking on the podcast feed as well because we need those sweet downloads to get the next half a million downloads. So we'll put it out as well. But if it's not the usual quality that you're used to... um, yeah, throw us a bone, give us a break. It's uh, just us kicking back and celebrating this slightly weird milestone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've used a couple of bits of licensed music here, so who knows what will happen. But if, <laughs> if nothing else, we're recording our own audio separately, so that can be yeah. edited and, and put out. Um, yeah, in case we accidentally sound like a Skrillex track. Another bit of Skrillex. <laughs> right, so what are we doing today? I'll tell you what we're doing first of all. Uh, I'm gonna, did I'm you gonna, ask that question so that you could answer it? I'm going to yeah. open a beer first of all. Is what I'm going to do. Okay, good. I notice you've already you've already got one on the go. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there we go. Cheers, Frank. Here's the here's to half a million episodes. Cheers. Right, that's quite a nice achievement. So, what are we doing? Don't need to explain. Yeah, I do want you to explain because right. I have no idea. <laughs> um, I heard you open that before you opened it. And I have no idea what she's trying to say. Right, so um, I, this is an episode I, I've kind of long, long had brewing. It's shamelessly stolen from a podcast I used to listen to a few years ago called Pod Your Own Adventure. Um, and the 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 idea is we play together through a kind of uh, I don't know what the the official term is. A lot of people call them choose your own adventure books, but that's like a that's a brand, an American brand. Um, Fighting Fantasy is the actual brand. Uh, like a guided game book or whatever they're called. Um, a you are the hero book. Uh, so we're going to play through one of those together. What what's going to happen is I'm going to read Frank uh, paragraphs. Frank's going to try and make an informed decision about where to go, uh, and then we're just going to have fun fun with that. Uh, the one we're reading is is, is a notorious one. It's it's not been reprinted. Uh, and in fact, one of the uh, the illustrations in it was uh, banned. Uh, and I can read the paragraph from which it was banned later on. Um, it is it is inspired by famous Lovecraftian author H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> uh, Shall I read the blurb? Shall I read the title then? Sure. The blurb? Yeah. Go, so you can yeah, know what you're letting yourself in for. Yeah. This is called Beneath Nightmare Castle. Uh, it's written by. Man, I don't even know. It, they don't have the the name of the author on the front cover. So good job <laughs> I wrote that down separately. Uh, Peter Darvel Evans, uh, who I believe now works for the Inland Revenue, uh, and illustrated wow. by Dave Carson, and the, the the illustrations are something else. Uh, right, let's have a read of the blurb. Creatures from your worst nightmares lie beneath Newburgh Keep. In this book, you will find yourself in Newburgh, once a pleasant town and cool, but now home to the vile monsters begotten of warped sorcery. An age-old mm. horror has reawoken deep beneath the keep and is up, you, uh, is up to you to face it and free the town from your friend, Baron Thaldir, uh, free your town and your friend, Baron Thaldir, from evil enchantment. But beware, deep underground lie hideous traps and terrors waiting to ensnare you. Will you succeed? Only if you are the resourceful hero you claim to be. Resourceful? So we're probably playing a survivor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... Well, we'll see how well we survive when we get into it. Um, so that's where we are. Uh, we're going to do um, 
we're doing some uh, some some. I'm going to be doing multiple multiple types of cheating. Uh, I'm going to use the old five fingered bookmark, which we're, we're, everyone's <laughs> familiar with who's played a fighting fantasy book. And we're going to be doing one hit kills on enemies as well. Otherwise, it's going to take forever. But Frank is going to roll the dice, and he's promised me he's not going to cheat with the results of his rolls. I've chosen these dice to roll. Ooh, cursed dice. Cursed dice, yeah, exactly. Um, what I would say as well is if the chat want to help us out, they can definitely help me out because I'm not very good at these books. So <laughs> I would love any assistance unless you've completed this book and know the way. I don't want you to tell me the way. I don't, I don't want to be completely guided, but any tips, chat, jokes, anything like that, I would heartily appreciate because this is for all of us to enjoy. So, yeah. Yeah, Shannon in the chat is saying the apps have got a finger in the page function, which is, which is great. <laughs> that's I've, really good. Yeah. I've got a couple of the apps that they are, they are pretty good actually. I've got the sorcery app and the um, the Temple of Doom, I think, and I think I've got Hell House as well. There's there's, a, there's a quite a few of them. Yeah, uh, and Sarah, I'll accept help or help. Either help is fine. Help. Yeah. Uh, cool. Right. Well, should we should we dive in without further ado? Let's do it. Okay. So uh, I don't know how well you know how how these books work, Frank. It's kind of ingrained on my memory. Uh, the first thing we need to do is decide our, our key stats. Uh, yep. Skill, stamina, and luck. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, i tell you what. Do you want to see the cover? Check oh, this yeah, out. Oh, yeah. We do want to see the cover, yeah. Look at look at this. This is an amazing cover. Um, it's very metal. I know you you can't see it for a second, Frank. but I can see it, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's very good. So is that our friend Baron... Baron... Tondor, whatever he's called. So, Foldier? No. Foldier. Um, no. I think this is the, this is the mean, antagonist. In fact, what I can do is show you. show you. So many spikes, exactly. There you go. This is a, this is a vintage copy. 25? I think this is... Oh, it's number 25. How much it cost? I'm not sure. It'll tell me on the back cover. £1.95. So a bargain. She's got the same hair as me, basically. If I dyed my hair orange and just <laughs> swept it back, that, that would be how I am. It just goes up in different angles. Right. Okay. So first of all, yeah, skill, stamina, and luck. Uh, are, are you have you got a character sheet ready to write this down? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got a pen. So uh, for skill, uh, roll roll a d6. I'm going to use the terminology d6 because I, I am sure our uh, listenership is nearly enough to understand what a d6 is. Two, two. Okay. So your uh, your skill is eight. Okay. Okay. That's good. It's it's not that good. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty low roll, but <laughs> fine, it's fine, at least it's, it's fine. not two. <laughs> yeah. Um now roll two D six. Double four. Okay, so uh that's eight, add twelve, that's twenty. So our stamina, stamina stamina is twenty. Nice. Uh luck, roll a D six again. One. Wow, let's wow. get all the bad rolls so out of the way early on. You got a luck of seven. Okay. And finally, we've got willpower. And roll, okay. a, roll a d6. Two. Wow. Wow, okay. That's, that's really not good. So that's eight. Okay. So we're doing like a low roll character. The survivor this thing is, it, is yeah. carrying through, right? <laughs> we're doing a kind of Calvin style, no stats. Now, I believe with willpower, um, uh, I think it might might tell us here. Yes. So, uh, so when we need to test yeah, our willpower, yeah. we roll yeah. uh, two dice. 
If the total score is equal to or less than our willpower, we passed. Otherwise, we haven't passed. It's the same with testing your luck. Okay. Um, however... Um, so you want to roll under 8 or under 7. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's not or good. Equal there is, however, under, yeah. one extra pitfall. At the start of the adventure, you were already tired, and you're about to meet a succession of horrible and unnatural creatures. If your um, willpower drops below six points, and you then test your willpower unsuccessfully, you will lose your grip on sanity, and your adventure will be over. So if we drop six points to willpower two, and then I no, choose no. to try and roll a double two. No, oh, no, no if no. it drops below six. Yeah, that's right. If, if we're okay. at... If we're below six, so if our willpower is five, yeah, and we we've we gone, test we've it gone and insane. fail, then it's instant death. Okay, we, we've gone insane. Yeah, let's see how quickly we can do that. One mental trauma. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it says here, equipment. You trudge down the hills with only your armor, your sword, and your backpack. You have no food and very little money. Armor, sword, backpack. Okay. It does say there is a way to succeed that involves little risk of death or madness, even if you start with low initial scores. There are many more routes that lead to failure and unpleasant fates. Okay. Okay, you ready? You ready for your introduction here? It would be great if we just cruise around this, encountering no enemies, and win. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Oh, would be great. I yeah. severely doubt it's going to happen. <laughs> Thanks for that vote of confidence, Peter. Okay. You ready? You ready for the background? Is everyone in chat ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Background. Captured, netted, strung up, and helpless. You curse yourself for an inattentive fool. So much for the peace and quiet of civilization. It was daydreaming about the comforts of home that got you into this mess. But even the hardiest adventurer can tire of life in the wilderness and begin to yearn for a soft bed. And it was difficult to think of anything else as you trudged to the summit of the last of the foothills and glimpsed the town of Newburgh basking in the afternoon sun. You know Newburgh, you have been there once before. It is not a large settlement, but you remember it as you remember it as peaceful and prosperous. The black battlements of the keep of Newburgh seem to loom threateningly over the little town. But Baron Thaldier, the Margrave of Newburgh Keep, is an old friend of yours. He is more than a friend, in fact. He is a comrade in arms. The two of you fought side by side at the Battle of Helm Hill, a renowned victory which has, so far, prevented any further incursions by the southerners of the steppes. You have been looking forward to seeing the old warrior again, and instead you have let yourself be caught by a band of those very same southern barbarians. I know, classic. God damn it. Uh, nearing the end of a hard trek down from the mountains with the rooftops of Newburgh in sight and your head filled with thoughts of a hearty meal, you fail to notice the warning signs. The bushes at the side of the trail rustled, and not quite at the same time as the wind gusted across the hills. Birdsong broke out as you approached a solitary tree, and you should have noticed that it was not entirely like any birdsong you had heard before. At any other time, you would have stopped and looked around before stepping under that overhanging branch. It was such an obvious place for a trap. And then the ground gave way beneath your feet. Voices shouted in an unfamiliar tongue. You struggled, but you could hardly move. And here you are. It's dark. You're in a pit. The ropes about you are pulled tighter. You move upwards out into the light. You were in a net hanging from a branch. This is like, this would work on um, Wiley Coyote, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you spin slowly, their glittering eye. Oh, sorry. Uh, you're surrounded by silent swordmen swathed in flowing robes. As you spin slowly, their glittering eyes and gleaming blades seem to circle you. 
You glimpse the lowering shape of Newberg Keep, and then something very heavy hits the back of your head. Pain. Flashing lights. You lose all consciousness. Now turn over. Brill. Right, well, good job. Well, that great start. Great yeah. start. Done very well there. Okay. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us. I think you may have left by now, but thanks for the congratulations. I take a swig. Okay. Chapter one, or paragraph one. You wake. A particularly insistent dwarf blacksmith seems to be using your head as an anvil. Oh, your, no. your hands and feet. I think that's metaphorical. I don't think that's literal. Your hands and oh, feet. In are, our head, I see, I see. Uh, your hands and feet are tightly bound, and a blindfold covers your eyes. You cannot move, you cannot see, and you can hear only distant, indistinct sounds. Time passes. The pain in your head subsides to a dull throb. Nothing else happens. Then you hear a voice, an urgent whisper. My friend, hush, say nothing. I have a sharp knife, but I dare not stay long. I cannot enter through this small space. You must pull yourself a little to your right and I will sever your bonds. Hurry. Do you trust this unknown voice and shuffle nearer in the hope that your ropes will be cut? Or you can reject this offer of help. Now, you've told me that at the very first page, there's a way of getting killed really quickly. That's right, yeah. So I'm obviously very aware and nervous, and I don't like the idea that I would shuffle over and get just stabbed like a stuck pig, pig yep. by this person. Yeah. So you're going to reject the offer of help. But if I reject the offer of help, then will the rest of the book just be blank pages as I lie there bound and trussed like a turkey? What I'm going to do is keep a finger in the, the first paragraph there. Okay, that's nice of you. Everyone- uh, so people are saying reject your fate. Yeah. And call bull, uh, call a rude word. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Is is my level of cynicism too great for the fighting fantasy fantasy books, or is that a a high a good high level of cynicism? Um, it's well uh, difficult. If something's obviously a trap, you've got to kind of get inside the head of the author. Yeah, if it's Steve Jackson, it's it, you know you just have to guess. Yeah, because sometimes like he'll punish you for doing the unexpected. Uh, okay, and other times he will uh, reward you for doing the unexpected, and and it's it's yeah. anyone's guess as to which way he leans, which way uh, uh, Steve Jackson's thumb will turn. Well, I think we reject it because okay. that seems really fishy that we're going to get stabbed while blindfolded. Okay. The mysterious voice implores you to move so your blonde, your bonds can be cut, but you remain motionless. Eventually you hear, I must go now. It is near dark, and I fear for my life. They will return soon and take you. May Oiden be with you, stranger. A little later you hear footsteps approaching. Rough hands pick you up, carry you up some stairs, and throw you into what seems to be a cart. Almost as an afterthought, your captors club you into unconsciousness. Turn to 266. Great, great choice, everyone. Well done. Right. You, you Very w- pleased with these choices. You wake up in a cavernous vaulted dungeon. You are spread-eagled on a cold stone slab. There are manacles around your limbs and tight straps across your body. All you can do is watch the wildly dancing shadows cast by the light of flaring cressets. Eventually, your solitary confinement ends. A crowd of silent, barely human forms enter the chamber. Their hideous deformities are so repellent that you cry out in disgust. They are carrying a selection of very sharp knives... They kill you slowly and take ecstatic pleasure in your agonised writhings. You go completely insane before you die. Nice. 
Great job. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, as Marshall says, yeah. Thanks for joining. Good efforts. That's what. It's 20 minutes in. We did 10 minutes of ex- uh, exposition and we're done. Yeah. I Thanks like it. It's, it's not even just you get stabbed and die. They take ecstatic pleasure in your agonized yeah, writing. No, we, that was like a cult ritual that we ended up in, right? Yeah. That's pretty brutal. I've, I've flipped. So, yeah. I've flipped back to paragraph one. Should we? Should we accept okay. the offer of help? So that's we've got to. I'm going to just do a little tally here of how many re- rewinds we do. Okay. That's our first, <laughs> rewind. first rewind. Let's let's take. Um, let's accept the offer. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, you shuffle shuffle awkwardly to the right, encouraged by the mysterious voice. That's right, my friend. That's right. Just a little further now, but please hurry. I dare not be found here. I'm in mortal fear for my life. Perhaps you are the ones. Uh, you are the one we are expecting. And I cannot let those southerners take you. That's it. That's it. I have your ropes now. So, and you feel the bonds falling from your wrists. You tear off your blindfold and wrench the ropes from your ankles. You are in a cellar. A little light enters from an open door at the top of a steep flight of narrow stairs. Of your rescuer, there is no sign. There appears to be no other door. Do you want to search the cellar, or will you escape up the staircase? We're being schooled by the chat here. Someone said, reject, <laughs> reject the help again. It might be different this time. <laughs> and I also love quicker than the Essex County Express. It's true. That was pretty speedy. <laughs> so, yeah. So we can search the cellar or head out. Um, do, 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 do. Let's search. Let's well, search, search the cellar. Okay, cool. You want, you want yeah. to dawdle in this dangerous place. Okay, cool. <sighs> when you put it like that, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> What did he say again? He or she? <laughs> Get out of here as quick as possible. Uh, shall I read what happens? The cellar yeah, contains search, yeah. little except for straw on the floor and several broken boxes. You search for some time. You find no secret doors and no weapons. You are still on your hands and knees, sorting through the straw when you hear the sound of approaching footsteps. Six robe figures march down the steps. They are amused to find <laughs> you untied and enjoy chasing you around the cellar. Which is, which is actually quite funny. You have no weapon, and in spite of, your, of all your struggles, you are doomed to lose this fight. The swordsmen want to capture you alive, it seems, and they bludgeon you into unconsciousness. Oh no. As long as it's not turned to page 266. You wake up in a cavernous vaulted dungeon. You are spread-eagled on a stone oh, cold no! slab. <laughs> there are manacles around. Blah, blah, blah. They kill you slowly and take ecstatic pleasure in your agonised writhings. You go completely insane before you die. <laughs> oh, thanks for reading that out in full. Thanks, Peter. Okay. Well, that's. Can we do a rewind? That's yeah. strike two. <laughs> Both of the first choices you've made have led to, da- to death. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, z- a zero from two so far. Okay, so we're going to es- escape up the staircase. <laughs> it, d- yeah. it does actually give yeah. you some genuine choices later. It's not all like this all yeah. the way through. <laughs> This is like um, it's like Dark Souls, right? You learn the perfect pattern until you yeah, can yeah, survive. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, you emerge into a circular stone room. There are no guards, and your sword and pack are lying on the floor. You collect them, and you peer through the slits that pierce the thick wall. You realize you are in the ground floor room of one of the towers of Newburgh's East Gate. One of the stilts gives you a clear. Uh, sorry, the stilts. One of the slits gives you gives you a clear view of west along the main street leading to the center of town. The sun has set behind the buildings, but the whole scene is lit by a beautiful red sky. Everything is very peaceful. Too peaceful. The streets are almost deserted. There are no shouts from the riverside wharves, no priests chanting in the temples, 
no dogs snuffling in the piles of refuse, and no revellers stumbling from the inns. The silence is eerie. You are determined to investigate, but first you must escape from this gatehouse. The one door uh, is of solid oak, banded with iron, and is locked from the outside. You will have to try and force it open. Add together your skill and stamina scores. Mm-hmm. That's 28. Roll one die eight times and add the results together. <laughs> okay. I'm going to roll three okay. die, and we can... Because I've got three here. That is 14. Yeah. That is... Oh, double six, five. So that's 12, 17 plus 14, and I need two more, which is... A five. So that is 22, 30... So that's higher than your combined skill and stamina, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, turn to 41. I think that's bad. <sighs> that was... I just pulled out all the good rolls then. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, your door shudders from the impact of your shoulder and splinters fly as you wield your sword, but you are unable to force your way out. After many exhausting attempts, you are gathering your strength for a renewed onslaught when you hear approaching footsteps. No! No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Your captors are returning. You will have to fight them all, but you can improve your chances by attacking them as they appear in the doorway. You can fight them one at a time. You flatten yourself against the wall as you hear heavy bars being lifted. The door opens, and you launch yourself at the first of six swordsmen. Kill swordsmen. Right. Uh, I'm going to get my Are we doing a fight? Yeah, we're doing a fight. So what we do is uh, we each roll a dice and add it to our skill, and then whoever gets the higher value uh, wins. What is the skill of the guards? So the first one... Well, I'll, I'll roll the dice and tell you what it is. Okay. So that's eight in total. My skill is eight. Oh, well, there you go. Automatic success. Boom. Kill. First one dead. We're, we're doing automatic kills here, so... He does actually yeah. have five stamina. Stamina. That means a good Okay. <laughs> Second swordsman. Ten. Okay, three plus. Come on. Four! Yes! Yeah, boom. Second one dead. Kill. You're just absolutely making mincemeat of these lies. <laughs> like I tried to make mincemeat of the door. Uh, nine for the third swordsman. Oh, okay. Uh, two plus. Three! Yes, dead. The fourth swordsman. Uh, that's eight again. That's auto kill. Nice. The fifth swordsman. Nine. Okay. Two up. Five. That kills. Yes. And then the last swordsman is uh, eight. That's an auto kill. Yeah, right? man. You are just... you are you just lowering the numbers to no, make no, it a little no. bit I, easier? I can, for me. I can show you. I can show you here. They're 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 absolutely pathetic at fighting. Oh, okay, that's good. There is a lot of them. You. Uh, yeah, but well, they're, they're we cut all, them down in the door. They're all really bad. So you just like, in the doorway, one at a time, just tsh, head off one, tsh, head off the next, tsh, head off that's the third good. one. That's good. Nice. Cool. Swordsman swarm dispatched. Well done. Right. Um, Thank you. If you manage to kill them all, go to 315. Let's have a look. Stepping over the bloody corpses of your felled opponents, you leave the gatehouse and stand in its shadow at the edge of town. You need somewhere to rest, eat, and nurse your wounds. You remember that the Southern Star Tavern, in a prominent position on Newburgh's Market Square, was a busy and friendly establishment. Turn to 119. 
yeah, what are the rest of them doing as like he's as he's busy slaughtering them? You're just there like stabbing the first two and the last two are like, <laughs> let me in. I can do it. <laughs> I will I will succeed where my five friends have failed, yeah. Okay. Uh, as you head west to the market square, you notice that the few households you can see are hastily barring their doors and shuttering their windows. When you reach the Southern Star Tavern, it appears to be closed. Pounding on the boards with the pommel of your sword brings the innkeeper to the door. It is easy to rent, rent a room, thank you, uh, as there are no other guests. You eat a solitary meal by the light of a candle in the gloom of the inn's shuttered common room. Recover up to four points of stamina if you have lost any so far. Whoa. Can I re- recover some mental stamina yeah, from the two deaths I've not, experienced no. so far? You decide to ask the innkeeper what is going on in Newburg. You have to choose whether you will reveal your past association with Boron Thaldur or whether you will keep this information to yourself. Ooh. Okay. What are you thinking? Um, that's... <laughs> he is the Margrave of Newburg, right? Yeah. And, and a good friend of yours. And good friend. But it seems like the town is super dodgy now. I don't trust anything that Andy in the chat is saying there. (laughs) Saying to reveal myself. Yeah, so hi to people who've just tuned in. I've died twice in very quick succession, but now I've killed six swordsmen, so I'm feeling a bit more pumped. You're definitely, Um, you're four swordsmen up, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, swords, swordsman tally two, Frank tally six. Um, swordsman and associated friends. We're old friends. He's probably not the bad guy, really, right? Yeah. It might be that someone's taken over the town and he's in need of help. Oh, yeah, we're meant to rescue him. I think, well, let's reveal it. Maybe the innkeeper is nice. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, rude rep is uh, Peridur. It's, it's Peridur backwards. Ah, uh, yeah. God, nothing gets past you. Uh, right. Sorry, reveal. 164. Okay, let's see what happens. I think it's a bad idea, but let's do it. You know Baron Thaldir. Any friend of our Margrave is welcome here. Yes. I, j- this I'll is never literally doubt you again, you Andy. just said, I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> This is how I do these games. <laughs> you must try a glass of our very special Newberg brandy. No? No! No! <laughs> Perhaps you've experienced it before. But wait! The innkeeper looks at you sharply. How can I be sure you are not trying to trick me? You say you are at Helm Hill, but that battle is common knowledge. Can you prove you know Baron Thordier? Concealed in your belt, you carry a bejeweled gold ring inscribed with Ooh. a comradely... Com- comradely? Comradely? Message yeah, from right. the Margrave. It would prove that you know him, but it is immensely valuable and would tempt all but the most honest of men. If you want to show it to the innkeeper, uh, turn to 3.3. If you would rather drop the subject of Baron Thordier, turn to 3.01. The thing is, Peter, you've not given any of them different voices, so I don't know if he's like a shifty innkeeper or like a disarming, honest innkeeper. It's, it's very tricky for me to judge. The, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, coincidentally, he sounds exactly the same as I do. <laughs> that's so, such an old. That's such a GM technique, isn't it? Yeah. His voice is identical to mine. He has yeah. one of the two accents I can do. 
Peter. Yeah. I feel so I'm obviously you can hear that I'm pretty suspicious of everyone at the moment. Yeah. But he did give a quite warm response to knowing Baron Tholdier if I did. So I think we show him the ring. Show him, you're going to show him your ring? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and if his eyes gleam with like an otherworldly malice and he wants to take the ring off me, then we might be hitting rewind fast. <laughs> <laughs> say many of the characters will be Geordie. I'll go a step further and say all of the characters will be Geordie. <laughs> Apart from our hero, yeah. our hapless hero. <laughs> a pretty gift indeed. The Margrave plainly thinks highly of you. The innkeep's hearty manner disappears and he dresses you earnestly. It is clear you are a mighty warrior. I beg you, in memory of your friendship with Baron Thaldir, to rid this town of evil. Why our Margrave does not help us, I cannot guess. No doubt he has good reason. We are afraid of strangers these days. The Baron returned from his last trip south with a retinue of foreign swordsmen. So they're even getting in on some authentic Lovecraftian racism here, fear of foreigners. Uh, they treat the town as if it belonged to them. But worst of all, people are simply disappearing. And at night, there are things roaming the streets. No one knows what they are. But if anyone wanders outside after nightfall, uh, he never returns home. Sometimes we find pools of blood and the tracks of a large beast. I can offer you little advice. Above all, do not venture outside after dark. Do not even open the shutters in your room. Tomorrow, you should seek out old Hugh at the ruined temple to Oiden. He is the oldest man in Newburgh. People say he is half mad, but I have found that his words contain much wisdom. Now you should sleep. Remember what I have told you, and please help us if you can. The innkeeper shows you to your room. Have you noted that down? So he's told, n- don't go outside after dark, don't even open your shutters, and tomorrow I should find old Hugh at the ruined temple to Odin. Oiden. Oiden. O-I-D-E-N. I'm sure okay. no relation at all to Odin. Oi, did. <laughs> Uh, okay, you su- you survey your chamber with a cautious eye. It looks clean and comfortable. You search beneath the mattress and behind the door. Nothing. You secure, you secure the door with its strong iron bolt. Crossing to the window, you slowly unlatch and push open one of the heavy wooden shutters. The night is completely silent. You step Why out am I on- doing that? <laughs> he literally just said that, open the shutters. Uh, <laughs> you step out onto a small balcony. It would only be a jump down to the street, and you could clamber back easily. What will you do next? Uh, you can drop to the street and explore the town. You can go up the hill to Newburgh Keep. Or you can return to your room, secure the shutters, throw off your cloak and boots, and go to bed. <laughs> Are they trying to trick me here? This feels like a no-brainer to go go to sleep. So 6010 in the chat is mentioning Erden, which is a god in Bloodborne. I, I did an extensive okay. stream a while ago about... Um, uh, the identity of Erden. Um, and I could talk probably for the rest of the time we've allotted for this episode about the, the parallels <laughs> of Norse mythology. Um, and Northern Lights Over Arkham, JP, says that Odin does not equal Odin. Maybe that there is a Norse Odin. Is that possible? I don't know. And... Uh, John, who was our first ever interview, <laughs> has WhatsApped me to say that he's watching, but he's too shy to join the chat. Oh, so if everyone wants to put John in the chat and like lure him in, so you've decided you're going to embarrass him. 
<laughs> and no, it's do it in a John. nice way, an affectionate okay. way. If everyone puts kisses in the chat, that would be nice, <laughs> John. I'm right. sure he'd like that. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I think close the shutters and go back to oh, sleep. Man. Because he made it really explicit not to go out. Did I'm, I miss something? I'm really disappointed in you. Why? Did you want me to turn to page 266? No, no. I, did. I mean, you're here for adventure, mate. Yeah, we'll go in the morning and see old Hugh. That can be the thrilling adventure on day two of our holiday. Yeah, well, actually, I, I, will, I will continue. You have missed something really cool that happens when you do that. But never mind. Okay. That's for another thanks time. For, thanks for the... Yeah. Uh, you wake up. What time is it? It is still dark. No daylight fills the cracks in the shutters. You shudder as you remember. You were dreaming. A terrible nightmare of horrors lurking in dark places deep below the ground. And then, like an echo of your dream... An appalling yelping rends the quiet of the night. Rout outside your windows. Silence follows. And then the sound of a cumbersome creature slinking away. You lie awake, but hear nothing more. Eventually, you sleep again. Turn to 245. Okay, it's not Zucky, you could have been there and seen what it was. I could have been, yeah. It could have been me being... You eat an early breakfast in the common room of the Southern Star. It is a hearty meal brought to you by the innkeeper's wife. You regain up to four points of stamina if you have been wounded. After paying the innkeeper, you have five gold pieces remaining in your purse. Record this on your adventure sheet. Five gold. Done. Sorry for the cyberbullying, John. (laughs) Hi, John. It's like a whole separate subplot going on here. (laughs) Uh, You return to your room to collect your sword and backpack and then step out into the market square. The sky is leaden and the Southern Star's name board clatters to and fro in the gusty, drizzly wind. That sounds a lot like Scotland. If you decide to go straight to Newburgh Keep... uh, Well, sorry, we can decide to go straight to Newburgh Keep or we can walk about the town. Well, I think we should try and find old Hugh, right? So let's walk about the town. Oh, there's a I'm m- assuming the temple is not in the Newburgh Keep. I'm quite excited because there's a map in this section, Frank. Oh, yes. Sorry, I, 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 you, you, were, you were discussing it there. I assumed you were going to look around the town. Yeah, I am, yeah. Okay, cool, right. Uh, there is no market today. The square is empty, except for a few grim-faced townspeople who scurry across the cobbles. You spot a notice board nailed to a post between the stocks and a horse trough. You walk over to it and find that, among proclamations about the permitted prices for meat pies, there is a tattered map flapping in the wind. It is a plan of the town. Uh, which part of Newburgh do you wish to explore? If you go north to the Mergen's Quarter, turn, turn to that, or we can go east to the Temple Quarter, or west towards the wharves and warehouses at the riverside. I'll show you the, Ooh, river town. Show you the map. Huh? What's south? South is the Southern Star Tavern, I'm guessing. I don't know how clear that's that's coming across. There'll be be a little delay now because our recording is a little bit behind the video. I can see some stuff. Do I have to pick a letter that I want to go to? Well, that's just sort of showing you what's around the town. Um, Okay. I've reversed this, so it's um, it's complicated trying to figure out which way to actually hold this. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so your your options are merchant quarter, quarter, merchant quarter, wharves. Yes. Don't choose one three eight. That's a bad one. Yeah, Peter does love a map, doesn't he? 
Um, I feel like the one lead we've got is to go and speak to old Hugh in the temple. So let's go to the temple quarter. Yeah. Okay, let's 195. Oh, there's a picture here. Oops. One picture. I think it's a picture of the temple Thanks quarter. Thanks for the vote of conf- confidence, Martianist. <laughs> Is it the picture of this? Oh, there we go. I assume that's Ooh, old yeah. Hugh standing in the doorway. Okay, yeah. And those are huge sculptures above him. Oh, he's very small. We'll find out. Well, that's a very small door. <laughs> he's very small. The Temple Quarter of Newbig is one of the oldest parts of the little town and the most peaceful. It contains a number of walled residences as well as the fairly humble shrines and temples to the northern gods that the ancestors of the Newburgers brought with them when they settled this area by force several centuries ago. The newest and grandest temples dedicated to the currently fashionable gods and goddesses of commerce and farming occupy large parks along the magnificent New Wall Street. From here, narrower avenues climb the lower slopes of Castle Hill and provide access to the smaller and older shrines and temples. You find that walking up these winding avenues is like travelling backwards in time into the history of Newburgh and its once barbaric peoples. But as you climb up past the ever more dilapidated temples of ever more ancient and forgotten cults, you begin to despair of finding anything useful in this part of the town. You head for an unusually grand uh, an unusually grand building that looks as if it is the oldest temple of all. But as you approach, you see that it is, it is virtually derelict and apparently deserted. Uh, you can press on and visit this last temple, or you can turn back to the centre of town. Let's visit the last temple. They said it was the ruined temple to Oiden anyway, so let's do it. Uh yeah, press on, so press on and, and visit the press temple. On. Yeah. Well, good job you showed your ring to the innkeeper, innit? Otherwise we'd not know where to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the ruined temple is set on a rocky outcrop halfway up Castle Hill. The path is uh, to it is steep and narrow, and you can almost feel the watching presence of the ominous, windowless edifice as you clamber up towards it. The dark stone facing of the temple is pitted and crumbling, but a long line of enormous grim-faced statues of weapon-wielding kings and queens is still standing. The only entrance is a small dark hole in the middle of this line of guardians. Standing in the doorway, apparently dozing, is a wizened wizened old man. Mm. If you decide to approach the old man, turn to 47, if you would rather hide in the rocks and watch the temple entrance, turn to 144. Didn't the innkeeper say that old Hugh was mad as a box of frogs? <laughs> he said, I think he said he was half, half mad. Mad I still as, think mad we need to half... approach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Your guts haven't haven't been solid so far, I would say. <laughs> that feels like a, a guide away. I do, what would be the reason to not approach immediately and just to wait? Just to see? Yeah. <laughs> he's old you can take him <laughs> someone shouted yeah exactly I would like to be able to shout old Hugh yeah <laughs> so. okay you walk up to the forbidden yeah. entrance the, the, the forbidden the forbidding entrance the old man <laughs> remains motionless propped up on his staff until you were only a few paces away then he open his spa- opens his sparkling blue eyes and snaps at you I am Hugh last priest of Oiden in this town 
Hurry inside, my friend, for enemies are approaching. He turns sharply and beckons you to follow him into the depths of the gloomy ruin. His voice sounds familiar, but you cannot quite recall when and where you have heard it before. Do you want to follow him or return to the centre of town? He could be the guy that freed me. Let's go in. We are Hugh. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think go in. Uh, Hugh leads you into a circular hall where he genuflects at the trunk of a spindly white branched tree that twists upwards from the centre of the stone floor. He then ushers you into a cramped side chamber. You sit on a low stool and find Hugh standing beside you, holding a knife to your throat. Oh, mate. Be still and listen, he hisses. I rescued you from the dungeon of the East Gate because I suspect you may be the warrior that Oiden has foretold will arrive to challenge the evil in this town. If you are the prophesied hero, you have with you a valuable treasure that links you to Newburg. You must donate the treasure to this temple in order to obtain Oiden's assistance. If you are indeed the chosen one, give me the item now! Newburg's peril increases hourly. Concealed in your belt, you have a jewel-encrusted gold ring given to you many years ago by the Baron Thaldier. It is your most valued possession. Hugh turns away. Will you? Uh, offer him Baron Thaldier's ring. Say that you have no such treasure. Or attack him with your sword. I thought he was going to say that my disarming sense of humour was my greatest treasure. The friends you made along the way. Exactly. The mistakes I made along the way. <laughs> the six skulls of dead swordsmen along the way. N- none of these say turn to 266, by the way. So that's. Yeah. Oh, that, well, that's good to know. I think let's show him the ring. I think so. If he's the one who really saved us, then. You're just popping this ring out all over the place. Yeah. Just some random old lad you've met in a temple. I mean, he does have an, a knife to my throat. No, he's, so. he's turned away, so he doesn't have the knife to your throat. Oh, he's turned right away. Does it show his stats on the... Uh, no. On the same page we're on? It does not. I am tempted to shank old Hugh, but... <laughs> Kill Hugh in all caps in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that no, reminds, let's... That reminds me, I've, I've got... Hang on, I, I found a thematic piece of music that might, may or may <laughs> not... Uh, This was, this was. I meant to play this at the start to get us into the mood. Okay. Um, I won't be able to hear. No, it, you'll be able so. to hear it. Um, this is. Uh, I need to play it right here. This is the. Um, <laughs> it's, the it's the adventure core music, which I hadn't realised was by Jean Michel Jarre. <laughs> If you know what adventure call is, that's a wee treat for you. Um, right. Uh, yes. So, what, what were you doing? Sorry, did you decide what you were doing? We haven't decided yet. I want chat to help me out here. What do we? What do we want to do? So, our choices are: give him the ring, say we don't have the ring, or fight him. Yes. I think give him the ring. I think give him the ring. You give him the ring. Yeah. I think I've not given chat enough time to answer, but so be it. <laughs> Sorry, chat. Give him the ring is my serious answer. There we go. Yeah. Kill Jester. <laughs> Your wife is also saying, say you don't have it. Yeah. Well, definitely don't trust her. <laughs> you currently have a 100% success rate for using sword <laughs> on people. Yeah. Anyone you haven't used your sword on has killed you. 
That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Or the innkeeper. We'll, sh- we'll give him the ring. Okay. Give him the ring. The old priest cannot disguise his joy as he beholds the gem-encrusted gold ring resting on the palm of your hand. He snatches it from you and exults. Ooh. Just as Oiden foretold, Nürburg has found its champion at last. My friend, I can help you to prepare for the trials you must endure. But first, I suggest you fortify yourself with a square meal. Follow me. What is he going to do to you when he needs to be well fed before before you do it? Yeah. That's really ominous. <laughs> yeah. Get into this hot pot of water. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh, surprisingly, the temple is stocked with provisions. You eat well in a cavernous kitchen. You can restore. If I recover the, any stamina, you record I'm not going to be pleased. Four points of stamina, and you may put in your backpack enough food for another three meals. If you do so, add them to your adventure sheet. While you eat, Done. Hugh gives you information. <laughs> Turn to thank you. You've had three meals so far. You're doing well. I've recovered a lot of stamina for a lost. guy who's not lost any stamina. <laughs> um, I am older than I look, my young friend, although you may not think it possible, Hugh tells you. I helped to build this temple, and I know why it was built here and which evil forces it was intended to contain. Many legends tell of the clashes of armies, the slaughter and the sacrifice that took place when the ancestors of these townsfolk drove the southern hordes out. The stories do not dwell on the unseen side of that conflict. The struggle between the priests of Oiden and Zakhaz, the accursed archmage, the despicable gods of Zagula. Zakhaz was not destroyed, but his earthly form was sundered and his spirit sealed deep beneath the earth. The temple was constructed over one of the entrances to those subterranean chambers. Nürburg Keep was built to guard the other. The seals beneath this building are still intact. But I begin to worry when Baron Tholdier announced his intention to visit the infernal city of Zagula. When he returned with a retinue of southern soldiers, I was displeased. And when it became clear that leading the soldiers was a mysterious wizard whom none of Nürburg has, has yet seen, Jesus. my fears were confirmed. Zach has his stirring. He may already have material form. I cannot guess what he will be like or what he will do after so many centuries in limbo. Turn to 100. This is Mr. Exposition, this guy. Yeah, he's giving me a lot of backstory. Yeah, yeah, you, you writing all this down. How do I spell Zakaz? <laughs> However you want. The old priest of Oiden continues his explanation. If Zakaz is resurrected and restored to his ancient powers, Newberg and all its people will be helpless before his vengeful sorcery. I shudder to imagine the terror and despair he will inflict. However, he can be defeated while imprisoned and imprisoned again, especially while he, he is still weak. His physical form can be destroyed by the sword of a mighty warrior, such as you, and he and his minions can be weakened by the talisman of Loth. Unfortunately, the talisman is missing. A week ago, I sent Cernic, my fellow priest, to explore the keep. He has not returned, and I cannot contact him, although I think he is still alive. You must go to the keep and try to find the talisman of Loth before you descend into the lower caverns. Do not enter the castle by the main gate. It is heavily guarded. There is a little known side entrance that you will find if you turn to the right before you reach the main gate. I can give you no more information. But if you wish to undertake the ordeal, and I'll note here that ordeal is capitalised. As in that there's a capital O on ordeal. Mm -hmm. Oiden may yet bestow gifts upon you. If you want to try the ordeal, turn to 54. If you would rather get on with your quest, turn to 368. Can I just rewind quickly? He told me to get the Talisman of Loth. Yes. Did he say where that was? Uh, 
Well, he it's somewhere. He just in said, Euclid. "Get it before you, before you go into the key. Before you descend into the caverns." Okay. He said, and "He said, don't go in the main entrance. Go in the side entrance. There's a little known side entrance you'll find t- if you turn to the right before you reach the main gate." Okay. Good to know. A lot of um, <laughs> votes for the ordeal in the chat, which is nice of people. I also love. <laughs> the suggestion that Zakas is spelt Z A C K A S S. Welcome to Zakas. Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> so great. The talisman is in the keep. I don't know. It said it would be easier if maybe yeah. Let's do the ordeal. Let's do it. <laughs> do you need to dress as a washerwoman? That's a classic. <laughs> one of my favourite um one of these adventure books is The Way of the Tiger Ones. Uh, I love those so much. Uh, that's like pure 80s ninja. And there's a bit where you have to infiltrate a castle at the end and you can dress up as an entertainer. And I think you have to play a song to prove that you're able to... No, in fact, it says that that ninja specifically train in how to sing and play musical instruments in case they're called upon to impersonate... To dress as washerwomen. Yeah, <laughs> dress as a washerwoman. Is, is, that, is that the one with the poison immunity? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can also, um, oh man, there's like a, a, an ability you can take. It's either you can either like um, shoot um, poison needles out of your tongue. <laughs> That's uh, great. Or I think it's catch arrows. Anyway, one of the two. If the first time you try it, you automatically die. I think it's it's the poison. It, the, if you try the poison tongue needle thing on um, on the big boss, he catches it and throws it back at you and kills you. <laughs> so I'll just so people in chat are asking about my stats, and as we've gone for a while, my stats I rolled appallingly. I've got a skill of eight, a stamina of twenty, a luck of seven, and a willpower of eight. Yeah, Asasani has it right in the chat, and I've got armor, a sword, a backpack, three food, and five gold. I mean, tell tell your um, poor stats to the, to the six lads you slaughtered on your way out of the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I did stand by a door and killed six swordsmen. So that was nice, at least. Absolutely demolished them. Otherwise, I'm puny. Mr. Puniverse. That's me. Right, so let's do the ordeal. Yes, I'm going to get murked for the third time, at least. Okay. Free um, food? Those are hearty meals. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Andrew. You are in the large circular chamber looking up at the strange okay. tree. It is completely leafless, but you are sure it is alive. The sinewy white limbs have a ghostly luminosity. Climb, who tells you. You cannot see the top of the tree. It seems to disappear into shadows near the domed ceiling. You clamber up the branches until you can no longer see the room below, but you are still nowhere near the top. Wow, a strong, tree. bitter wind clutches at you. You cling on as white mists swirl all around you. Higher. Your body feels fatigue and increasing pain. Inhuman voices clamour in your head. Grimly, you continue to climb with all your senses assaulted. It feels as though your mind and body are being torn apart. You lose consciousness. Add together your willpower and your stamina. 28. <laughs> Someone looks like, apparently it looks like I'm wearing a very small fez. There you go. Yeah, it's good. Uh, roll one die eight times okay you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to grab another few dice oh no have I got a you know, don't, don't worry they're okay. right here I think I do have a fez actually my mum gave me a fez some time ago at Christmas why aren't you wearing the fez for 
Okay, That's so it. I'm rolling six dice. Am I adding these up? Uh, eight dice. One dice, eight times. Yeah, I've got six dice. And I'm you're going to add these up and you're going to get less than your combined willpower and stamina, if possible. Oh okay, uh, 10, 16, 20. I've got two dice left to roll, so I want to get an eight or lower. I've rolled an eight. 28. Oh, wow. so perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turn to 298. I was okay, it's not two six six. It's not two six six. Yeah, I was uh, I was convinced you were going to. Sorry, hang on. I said I said the wrong one there. Oh no, that's not right. Oh, two nine eight. Uh, you find yourself lying on the stone floor, curled around the trunk of the tree. You spring to your feet, marvelling at the feeling of well-being that flows through your body and the sense of calm, fearless purpose that fills your head. Your initial stamina and willpower are increased by one point. By one? Yes. After... Oh, okay, fine. I mean, come on, mate. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. No, it's fair. It's fair. Um, and you can add up to two points of stamina and willpower to your current scores, but you cannot exceed your new initial values, of course. Record these changes on your adventure sheet. Oiden has rewarded your fortitude, says Hugh. Now you must leave and accomplish your mission. Turn to 368. Okay. Can I climb the tree again? Don't See think so. Just keep going. Oh, damn. <laughs> Andy, with my stats, still not great then. Thanks, Andy. It's yeah. that kind of confidence we need. You're ne to... <laughs> nearly up to average. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your, the old priest leads you to the door of the temple and bids you farewell. There is little point in delaying your perilous quest. Somewhere in Newburgh is a broken fragment of a once potent weapon, and I would not be at all surprised if it were buried among the wares of some curio dealer. The merchant's quarter is nothing but a den of thieves. Avoid the riverside, it is an unsavoury place. Return to the centre of town and go to face the dangers of the keep. Oiden's blessing go with you. Turn to 108. Wait, he said the merchant quarter is just a den of thieves. Yeah, he, he said you should go and buy... He said there's a, a, a fragment of a once potent weapon. Yeah. And I would not be surprised at all if it were buried among the wares of some curio dealer. Then he says the merchant's quarter is a den of thieves and the riverside is an unsavoury place. So, like, where the hell yeah. should, are we supposed to get it from? Yeah. Well, I don't know, mate. That's not, not my problem, it's your problem. Misleading. Okay, having returned to the market square, you can now explore any part of Newburgh that you have not yet already visited. Do you choose to make for the Merchant's Quarter, the Riverside, or Newburgh Cleep? Let's go to the Merchant's Quarter, because if there's going to be an old curiosity shop, that's where it'll be. I uh, City of, um, 6010 in the chat is mentioning City of Thieves, which is another absolutely fantastic um, fighting fantasy book. One of the best, I think. Um, just a real sea full of absolute assholes. I've got a, a, an abiding memory of I went in, you go into like this magic shop and there's a, there's an elf there who tells you to look at this candle and he lights the candle and it hypnotises you and then he steals all your stuff and kicks you out. <laughs> Horrific. Horrific. City of Arsenals was the rejected title 6010, exactly. <laughs> uh, so so what, what are you doing? Decide what you're doing. Yeah, we're going to the Merchant Quarter. I think it's more likely that there's going to be the curiosity shop there than in the wharves so let's at least go look there 
We won't go to the unsavory types in the wharves, and then we'll we'll crack on. Okay. You stroll northwards along Bridge Street until the old stone bridge and the misty fields beyond the river are in sight. Excuse me. In this part of town, at least, things seem normal enough. All the shopkeepers have brought their wares out onto the street, which is reverberating with cries of fresh fruit and salted sea fish and curios from the mystic south and swords sharpened here, among scores of others. Crowds of townsfolk are bustling among the merchant stalls and trying to shelter from the drizzle beneath the brightly coloured awnings. You decide to retrace your steps in order to buy some provisions and, as you mingle with the throng outside a general grocery shop, you suddenly feel that you are being watched or followed. Test your luck. So, when you time rolling two dice and... Yes. Um, and trying to roll underneath. You're equal to or less than your luck score. Okay, seven or lower. Here goes. Six, a five and a one. Bro, so you now subtract one from your current luck. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but you, you are lucky. Turn to 390. Hey, that's an Arkham card. Hey, lucky. <sighs> oh, my God. The luck is not good. Just flick past the horrible... Uh, two robed warriors looking impassive and very out of place are standing in a clear space on a nearby street corner and they are staring straight at you. You don't have time to worry about them. You glance down and see a hand closing around the purse hanging from your belt and another hand holding a short, sharp knife about to cut the drawstring. You spin around, drawing your sword and face the sneak thief. It is a waif-like little girl, no older than nine years. You are a loss to know what to do. The girl lunges at you with a knife. You are taken by surprise and she cuts you. You lose one point of stamina. You must fight her. Uh, fight a nine-year-old? Yeah, fight a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> so, so. In front of the guards? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there a doorway that I could stand in? There isn't. I'm, I'm good in doorways. Okay. I feel bad about this. Yeah. So give me a... She's already stabbed me once. So she's rolled a ten. Okay. Whoa. Oh no! I've rolled a one, which means with my skill that makes me a nine. So she stabbed you. <laughs> so that's two damage. You lose two stamina. Down to eighteen. She's taking me apart. She's done three damage to me already. After one <laughs> round of combat, the girl escapes into the crowd. Oh. Looking around, you realise the two warriors are no longer in sight. Do you want to try to follow the little girl? Or will you continue your quest for food? Why are we on a quest for food? I just want the talisman of Loth. I've got a backpack full of food. <laughs> <laughs> this is very irritating. Follow her. She's probably waiting in a doorway to shank me. I don't like that. Let's continue our quest for food. You're not going to chase up. She's taken all your gold. I mean, it's up to you. It's entirely up to you, obviously. It's a good point. I feel like... Mm, I don't really want to go on a quest for food. I want to go on a quest for the Talisman of Loth, if it's somewhere to be found. No, not the Talisman of Loth. The... Curio. Fragment of a weapon. Yeah. The Curio. Let's follow her. The guards oh, are going to be waiting on, to I, attack I, me no, around I, the corner. I think, actually... She didn't actually steal your gold. You still okay. got your gold. 
So I think following her then is just asking for her to beat us up even more. <laughs> How are you going to take on the Zakas? <laughs> she can't chase down a nine-year-old girl. Well, the thing I'm nervous about is that the fact that those guards have disappeared as well. So I feel like they're in, in league, in cahoots. The little girl and the the guards. And I'm going to run around a corner and then it's going to be three on one. And I already lost in one on one. Let's do it. Let's follow her. Okay. <laughs> and if this is you leading me astray, Peter, then I'll be... Hey, I'm just, I'm just a neutral observer here. Who keeps making comments that make me feel undermined. <laughs> Girl darts into one of the tiny alleyways that wind down to squalid riverside hovels. You race after her, slipping on mm. the rotten refuse strewn all over the cobbles, and skid to a halt when you realise that your quarry has disappeared. A shrill okay. voice yells, Get him! And uh, and from... Oh, and a from doorway? half a dozen dingy doorways, ragged children emerge and surround you. Oh, they no. are small and half-starved, and they are waving sharp knives, and they mean business. Three move closer and attack you simultaneously. Oh. Um, <laughs> all three attack you in each attack this. round, but you can only attack one. You choose so which I'm one. I'm going to get shanked by two. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so you choose which one and fight them in the normal way. You roll f- so, so, so they all get to attack you. You can only hurt one of them. They're also, okay. There's a picture for this as well. Um, okay. they're, they're labelled in here as um, murderous urchins. Okay. I hope they look scary because then that will make me feel better about the slaughter. You see them? Hang on. That's a grown man. It's a murderous urchin, Frank. <laughs> and that's an, a, a middle-aged woman on the left. Has she got a cheese grater? And it's a cleaver. She's got a cleaver. Okay. Oh, I'll show you again. Wow. How does it feel to be a hero? Not very good. Not very good. Okay. Right. So, so, so they all, they're all going to attack you. So the first ones... So... so they have skills I... of three, four, and four, but obviously you're gonna you're gonna one shot kill them. Yeah. So I'm gonna go for one of the fours to start. Okay. So the first one has a skill of four. The second one has a skill of ten. And oh. the last one has a skill of five. Do I get to pick now? Once I know what they've rolled. So basically, you just have to roll over a ten, and you don't take any damage. Or a ten okay. or higher. I've rolled a three, which means me at my skill is eleven. Okay, so you kill one of the murderous urchin. I'm going to add a tally. That's the same as killing a swordsman, really. So the, then they both attack you again. So that the are you going to yep. try and kill the other four? Yeah. Okay. So the three has a skill of ooh nine, and the well, that, how bad? the other one has a skill of seven. Okay. So I'm going to kill that sevener. But if I can roll... I'm not going to take damage either, am I? Yeah, I've rolled a 6, yeah. so I'm a 14. So you kill another one of the children. <laughs> the, the murderous urchins. The murderous urchins. Then the last one, I think it's literally impossible. Uh, 2. So he's rolled a, a skill yeah. of 5. Yeah, and I've rolled a 5. So even with my skill resting, I've still done it. Uh, okay. I don't feel good. 
I feel quite bad, in fact, that I've just killed three children. So if you win, you can either escape or you can fight a second group of homicidal children. To what end? Just to just keep killing them, really I guess. give it to them. Have you seen what is the name of that film that was on Netflix with Chris Hemsworth recently, in which he's like a paramilitary? Uh, is it Extraction? Is it called? Yeah. Did you see that? I think I've seen it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but like, here's an extraction spoiler. There's a scene where there's a bunch of street kids who fight with him, and he like just beats the properly sh- beats the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like pushes a car door into one of them and thinks it's quite grueling. Yeah. So yeah, that I'm basically the Chris Hemsworth of Beneath Nightmare Castle in this situation. Like, let's let's channel more Chris Hemsworth and less Frank Brinkley. I think that would be a <laughs> Good, good way to approach this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can escape, or you can <laughs> fight the remaining three. <laughs> Might as well do the rest. It, <laughs> I don't. We can kill them, but to what end? Are we just wasting time fighting children? Um, I don't think it's wasting any time. You can try and escape. Uh, I guess that will be a you automatically take a, a wound when you okay. you try and escape run away yeah well then I'm not doing that okay let's do it fight the second group of children right yeah kid fight kid fight one five six unless they're like bigger kids they're slightly bigger, they look but, like children but, from but the not, end of the street not that much bigger so they've got a scales of five four and five this time so the okay. uh, do you want to attack one of the fives. Yeah. Okay, so the first one has a skill of six. The second one has a skill of six. And then the oh, last nice. one has a skill of six. Wow. My rolling is pretty bad. Okay, that's good. So as long as you so don't roll a minus I auto two. kill. Yeah, I've rolled a two. It's a plus two. Okay, so that's one of the children dead. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm closing in on same number of children killers swordsmen. <laughs> yeah. This rate. So the... <laughs> The first... Do you want to attack the, the five skill one again? In, yeah. In this? Okay. So that's eight. Ooh. And ten. Okay. So three up to kill. Yeah. I've rolled a two, so I've scored a ten myself. Oh, no, that's good. Yeah. So, so you kill one of them, and then the other one, it's like a... It's a, it's a tie. Yeah. Okay. And then... So the last one, the skill four one, he's rolled eight. So you can't you can't kill him. I can't kill him. You can't, so you can't not kill him. You can't get injured. Yeah, yeah. I've rolled five. Brilliant. So wait, I've killed six kids now and six swordsmen. Yes. If you win, you search the bodies and find they had only three gold pieces between them. Record this booty on your adventure street uh, adventure sheet. Okay, up to eight gold, guys. Nearly can retire. Um. Abnormally large rats are gathering in the shadows. Some of the heaps of fetid muck seem to be moving of their own accord. You think it is time to leave. I agree. Right. (laughs) With my own thoughts. Uh, You return to the grocery stall and survey the array of cold meat pies and small loaves of crusted bread, temptingly displayed in the open air. A single gold piece will buy enough for three meals. Or, if you are feeling desperate or daring... You might be able to filch one for uh, filch enough for one meal while no one is looking. If you want to buy three meals, uh, we can buy three meals, or we can try and steal one. 
Or we can leave the merchant's quarter and go to an area of town we haven't yet visited. Buy three meals. I've already got three meals, but more meals might be good. Steal. I don't think stealing is a good idea, given that we're like the least skillful person this town has ever seen. Or just move on. Let's let's buy meals because we know when we'll be able to buy again. Right. One gold for three meals. Yes. Then. Get in. Is there a kid's menu? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we can uh, either go to the river, the temple quarter, or New Bird Keep. We've already been to the temple right. quarter, obviously, so we can't go there. Yeah. The wharves, they said, were full of unsavoury folk. Yes. Although we haven't found this curio shop No, yet. we haven't. I thought it would be in the merchant quarter. Yeah. I don't think I've hey, ever Hey, they found did it say the it. merchant quarter was a den of thieves, and we found those thieves. Yeah, you were warned. And killed them, yeah. Can you not visit the orphanage? Um, Finish the job. What? Are, yeah, what do people think? Should we just head on to the keep? Or should we go and at least check out the wharves? I don't have a good feeling about the wharves, to be honest with you. Although I'd be annoyed with Hugh if he said, don't go to the wharves, it's full of unsavoury types, but also there's probably a sword in there. Wharves or dwarves? It's hard to know. Channel your inner Ursula, just run everywhere exploring. So if we'd gone to... <laughs> Dai says, I feel like you should go to the keep. You'll probably make a good impression covered head to toe in child blood. <laughs> Just hip to toe. <laughs> um, let's go to the keep. Let's let's head that way. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, we'll go for the side entrance. 289. 266, you say? <laughs> the road winds up Castle Hill towards the brooding bulk of Newburgh Keep. The few townspeople you meet shake their heads and avert their eyes. They obviously believe you are either reckless, recklessly brave or completely senseless. Or covered in blood. The path becomes steeper, the houses are fewer, and there are little more than stone-fronted caves. And the black tower towers of the keep's curtain wall loom above you. The path you are on appears to lead directly to the castle's main gatehouse. There is a smaller overgrown path that leads off to the right. Do you want to stay on the main path or take the right-hand trail? Definitely stay on the main path. Yeah? Kidding! <laughs> kidding! <laughs> Side path, please. Easy choice. Yeah. Hacking up brambles with your sword, you follow the path around the hillside in the shadow of the battlements. The path veers to the left and disappears into a clump of bushes at the base of the wall. You push aside the prickly branches and discover a small door, which you have some difficulty in opening as there is just there is just as much undergrowth on the other side. You cut your way down a flight of stone steps and find yourself in an untended kitchen garden. The vegetable patches, herb beds and fruit trees are wildly out of control and it is impossible to see across the garden. You can make out that the garden is square, is surrounded by walls and has the remains of a gravel path around its edge. You are at the midpoint of one side. Will you turn right or left? Okay, let's just pause for a second. Yeah. 
I'm trying to sneak into the castle and I decide to like hack my way through branches yeah. loudly all the way along. What's my intelligence stat? Because I feel like it's quite low. Probably as good this. as all your other stats. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there's a square garden. We're in the middle of one side. Yes. There's gravel path around the edge. Have you got your graph? And I can graph choose paper left or right. And you're drawing a map. Yeah, of course. You can see all the other notes I've been keeping as well. <laughs> um, well, we've just gone on the right, so we're going to go left around this path. Two, seven, five. I should ask you, does one of them say two, six, six? And then we know not to take that route. You reach a corner of the overgrown garden. Ahead of you, the path continues to follow the enclosing wall. To your left, there is a squat tower. Its upper story is part of the castle's outer battlements and is inaccessible from the garden, but a large jagged hole provides an entrance to the lower section. To your right, a narrow path leads directly to the centre of the garden, and through the dense foliage you can make out a statue in the clearing. Will you continue to follow the perimeter path, enter the tower through the broken wall, or cut your way to the central clearing? What are you thinking? Well, originally I was like, let's go through that hole in the wall. But then I was thinking, ooh, what if the statue has the talisman of Loth on it? <laughs> Chat is now obsessed with the fact that I've killed many children and <laughs> refers to everything as possible ch- child kills. It's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, the prophes- I'm, I'm maybe a prophesized hero. Uh, I'm good friends with <laughs> Baron Foldier. And yet, for some reason, everyone remembers the six children I killed. Yeah, exactly. I'm here to save the day, and yet, and yet, um, I've only got one vote for just enter the tower. We do need to find this talisman of Loth. Let's. Can I go to? I want to go through the garden to the statue. Cut your way to the central clearing. Turn to three one nine. I'm glad we did this. Actually, this is great fun. Uh, great fun in a like death way or in a. Well, oh, I think there's way. actually a picture in this as well. Ooh. This normally doesn't bode well. The last time there was a picture, it was murderous orphans. Um, Hacking your undergrowth and hanging branches, you uh, you force your way to the centre of the garden. In a clearing stands a metal statue in the form of an elven warrior maid. Her uplifted, sword-wielding right hand appears to be hinged at the the shoulder, and in the crook of her left arm, instead of a shield, she is carrying a narrow-necked urn. At her feet is an empty stone basin. You also see that beyond this statue, the overground path continues to the far corner of the garden, but the path is blocked by dense undergrowth and a strangely shaped tree. Will you attempt to move the statue's right arm, investigate the path beyond the statue, or return to the perimeter path? And I'll show you. I'll show you the picture. The right arm was the hinged arm with the sword. Yeah. Ooh. So that's that's what it looks like. Can I attempt to move it without like putting my head underneath the hinge? <laughs> you got that? Okay, I'm just looking at this. That could be the sword we're looking for. Yeah, Entropy Freak has got it. Move the arm to get the second part of the weapon you didn't find the first part of. Yeah, we'll only yeah. half die when we get to the, the final boss. Yeah, let's move the arm. Turn to one one one. 
Uh, the metal joint screeches as you tug at the statue's arm, and then you hear mechanical clicks and whirs from within the metal elf maiden. Her mouth opens, and a squeaky voice recites a rhyme in an incomprehensible language. The urn swivels until the neck is downwards, and then a trickle of green liquid flows from it into the stone basin. The stream of liquid ceases when the basin is almost full, and the statue closes its mouth and raises its arm. The mechanism has stopped working. You lower your face to the basin. The green liquid has no odour. It is thick and opaque, but it is very—it is a very fresh-looking colour. Uh, if you want, uh, we can uh, put our lips to the liquid and drink. Um, okay. We can drop a gold piece into the basin. Uh, we can put a hand into the liquid. Or we can leave the statue and continue along the path or return to the perimeter path. So we can drink it, we can burn our hand off in it, we can melt some gold in it. Drop a child into the basin. (laughs) (laughs) What is... If it's going to heal us, we're on stamina 18 of 21. So that's not too bad. Give us magic. We're also on. Give us magic powers. Is that a thing it could do? Uh, who knows? Honestly, I mean, I know what it does, but ah, oh, okay. Acid. Yeah, exactly. Green is often a sign of poison, isn't it? So it is a fresh-looking color. Like fresh as in fresh poison, or fresh as in. <laughs> You don't want to drink any stale poison. Fresh <laughs> apple juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's throw a gold piece in it. Okay, turn to 57. The coward's choice. So you lose a gold piece, yeah? Yeah, down to six. The coin pops into the green liquid and disappears beneath the surface. Nothing happens. Feeling rather foolish, you make a wish. Still nothing happens. If you want to put your hand into the liquid to try to retrieve your gold piece... Uh, Sorry, we can put our hand into the liquid to retrieve our gold piece. We can drink some of the liquid. Or we can investigate the overgrown path beyond the statue or return to the perimeter path. Hmm. I feel like we just head back. You don't even want the coin back? No. (laughs) I think you should try and take the coin. Really? Uh, It's up to you. It's up to you. I mean, I wouldn't drink it now because coins, who knows what kind of I'm already a Hulk, Andy. Imagine if it turns you into a Hulk. I'm already a Hulk. I've killed six swordsmen and six small swordsmen. Swords, children. Yeah. You don't need both hands. It's true. I need one hand for my sword. Okay, let's... <laughs> now I'm just feeling like a coward. This is really an exercise in putting Frank on the spot. <laughs> let's let's get the coin. Let's. The last time Sarah said get the coin, well, last time she said... What did she say? It was bad bad advice anyway. I'm going to take it again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one success. Retrieve the gold piece. Should I keep my finger on that page just in case? Oh, don't say that, Peter. Uh, you dip one tentative finger into the green liquid. It is cold, but quite refreshing. Nothing unpleasant occurs. See? Ugh. You submerge your whole hand. Uh, you can feel nothing at all on the bottom of the basin, so you pull your hand out again. It is covered in a green film. You wipe it against your jerkin. Uh, You are surprised to find that the green colour will not wipe off. Within minutes, Mm. your hand begins to itch, and you are appalled to find that tiny plants appear to be sprouting under your fingernails, 
and between your fingers. You have immersed your hand in a concentrated magical fertilizer and is now a haven for tiny airborne organisms. You must re- this is why the garden is overgrown. You must reduce your skill point by one permanently because of the constant oh. irritation. But if you survive this adventure, you will find that you really do have green fingers. Anything you plant will grow well. Okay, well that's great. You may now investigate the overgrown path beyond the statue or return to the edge of the garden and follow the perimeter path. Imagine what would happen if you'd uh, drunk it. I'd have turned into a tree guy. Yes. Mr. Tree. I'm going to return back and go through that hole in the wall. Okay, so that's 11. Yeah, if if um, if you drink it, it's absolutely... Yeah, horrendous. Some people have okay. got like a um, like a phobia of plants, mm. um, or, or specifically of plants and roots growing into their skin. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a fair phobia. That to would have. absolutely trigger trigger that fear with that paragraph. Uh, and I mean, I know we've talked about like the couple of deaths I've had, but we should also keep track of the deaths I've avoided. <laughs> All the times you didn't die. Yeah, the I didn't go out in the night. Very good point. I didn't get killed by the orphan that stabbed me. So that's a good result, I think. Yeah. And I also didn't turn into a tree. So we're actually winning with three up for survival over death. Uh Oh hang on, actually well, we've missed the missed the hole in the wall now. You continue to skirt the overgrown yeah. garden. Halfway along this side, there are steps leading up to a small door set into the high wall that surrounds the garden. The steps okay. are covered with a tangle of thorny branches, and the door is barred and secured with an enormous rusty padlock. Ooh. Oh, bless me. Bless you. It's the, the plants having their revenge. <laughs> you decide to continue to the corner of the garden. There is no tower at this corner, and you can see that the path continues to follow the wall along, uh, alongside the garden, at least as far as the next corner, where there is a tower. Halfway between you and this next tower, a wide stairway ascends from the garden. You can either walk as far as the staircase and use it to leave the garden, or you can continue past the staircase and take a look at the tower. Small door for children, yeah. Um... What are the options again? Go up the stairs to the padlock door that's overgrown with thorns or just move past it and look at the tower. Yes. And this tower doesn't have a hole in it. Uh, it doesn't say it does now. Okay. Um, let's go up the stairs to the little padlock door. Uh, 44. You have reached another tower in the corner of the garden. To your left, the path continues along the surrounding wall and passes a wide staircase that ascends from the garden. The wall of the square tower in front uh, the wall of the square tower in front of you is windowless, but there is a small wooden door at the base. The door is slightly ajar and there is darkness beyond. If you would like to enter the tower through the door, uh, sorry, we can enter the tower through the door, or we can walk to the staircase and use it to leave the garden. Wait, what? Say that again? Sorry, I misunderstood. So, so there's a set of steps that is leading out of the garden, and we've walked yeah. past that and come to another yeah. tower, and there's a door at the bottom yeah. of the tower we can go in, 
or we can go back yeah. to the staircase and leave the card. Let's go into the tower. Into the tower. Okay, cool. Right. You don't want to turn back. Okay. Well, what I really want to do is go through that hole in the wall in the other tower. Right, you got distracted by the beautiful garden. But the hole's still there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you step into the tower's okay. dark interior and the door slams shut behind you. You spin around, drawing your sword, and with a gurgling roar, a ferocious creature attacks you. There is no source of light in this room, and you have no idea what you are fighting. Luckily, it keeps up a constant throaty growl which helps you locate it. Its weapon seems to be a heavy, blunt object, and it is hindered by the darkness almost as much as you. Okay, so we've got Unknown Assailant with a skill of five. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to roll it, roll for it to attack you. <laughs> it's rolled a six. God, my rolling is appalling. Okay, wait. Oh, it's rolled a six in total? Yeah. So I one-shot it with my eleven. If you defeat it, you pull open the door to throw some light on the dead body. It is a very ugly ogre, dressed in rags and wearing a huge okay. white bonnet or turban on its relatively small head. I like this. It's Not only is it an ogre, it's also a really ugly ogre. Hmm, pretty, pretty harsh. There is nothing else in the room except for a flight of stone steps leading up to the small door. Will you try on the oversized headgear, inspect the headgear first, or climb the stairs? The headgear turned the person into an ogre. I like this idea that you would put it on without even looking at it. Yeah, so having that... Do, 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 do you want to look... No, I'm putting it on. Helmet off. <laughs> I do it with my oh, wait, eyes the little st- is the, Are the stairs going up to the other side of the door that we saw before? I uh, don't know. No, I... Okay. It sounds like they'll be going up inside the tower. Cool. Um... Will the headgear be the talisman of Loth? <laughs> let's let's look at the headgear. Okay, coward. <laughs> Two oh nine. <laughs> uh, the unusual white, uh, the unusual hat is made of loosely wound strips of white cloth. It is surprisingly heavy, and turning it over, you find a shining, glutinous mass quivering inside. Ooh. This is horrible. Two dark lumps embedded in the transparent gel seem to stare at you like eyes. You instinctively want to hurl it to the floor in disgust, but before you can do so, you are taken with the idea of trying on the hat. No. You are not sure where the idea came from, but increasingly it appeals to you as the best course of action. Test Uh-oh. your willpower. So I have to roll two dice and roll equal or under my yeah, willpower, but I don't which know is nine. Yes, okay, yeah. So if you pass... Yeah, sorry. You you subtract a point whether you pass or fail. Yeah. Well, Oiden, Oiden's ordeal gave me one extra willpower, so... Oh, I've rolled a double six. That sounds so like a fail. That's a, fail. Right, let's go that's to a one, sweet fail. Um, Damn it. You place the floppy white object over your head and experience a moment of panic as you feel something like cold jelly moulding itself to your scalp. Your fear is soon submerged in a welter of alien images. You feel your own Uh-oh. personality sinking in a morass of memories. Your head is filled with images and of from aeons past and from otherworldly places. Your emotions are superseded by a totally inhuman desires and needs. You are the latest in a long line of hosts for the brain defiler. You will spend oh, the rest no. of your day skulking in dark places, a slave to its whims, the instrument 
of its unnatural purposes. No! Can we pause for a minute and admire the name Brain Defiler? Yeah, that's great. I assume I'm dead? Yeah, that's that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to continue the book as a, as a, as a slave to the other whims of the Brain Defiler. Damn. I mean, that was a good way to go. Brain, brain Defiled. I think a better way to go than just not letting the guy let me out of my bonds and being sacrificed <laughs> to the cult. Yeah. Right. It just uh, you ponder ponder that death. I'm just gonna. Uh, there's a cat hammering on the door, so I'm just gonna let. Okay. By the discount mind flayer. Yeah, that was brutal. I mean, we got to the garden. You can see why I'm not very good at these games, these books rather, because I'm so tentative that I second guess everything I'm doing. Not being sacrificed to a cult is a win in my book. Oh, that's kind of Miss Kubelik. <laughs> right, I'm back, I'm back. As is the fate of everyone with the cat, I will very soon be letting the cat back out again. Yeah. Right, so... Look. I think you could show the cat to the chat if you wanted to. There's... Come here. Hendrik. Here we go. He's, he's obviously this cat, so he's not coming. Hendrik, come here. Yeah, of course. Narrow your eyes at him. That yeah. that works with cats. Yeah, apparently so. There you go. Look, you're on. You're on TV. I can do a. I can do a zoom in. Hey. Oh, look at him! <laughs> big puppy thumbs. I can make, I can make a put put the fez on. Hang on. Oh, this is mirror image. So it's hard to do. There we go. Put a tiny fez on. For listeners of this in audio version, you're really missing out. Holding the cat underneath the reflection of his <laughs> lampshade, which makes it look like Hendrik is wearing a fez. It's very good. Cat and a fez. There we go. Right. Uh, that's your Xmas card right here, Sarah. Saying, yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> right. Let's assume that you successfully tested your willpower, shall we? Okay, <laughs> yeah. 51. Uh, the door at the top of the stairs is apparently bolted or barred on the other side. It is also very battered and splintered. You conclude that the ogre you have just dealt with has made a sustained attempt to break through it with its club. You can think of only three options. Shoulder charge the door until it gives way. Inspect it closely to find a way to open it. Or yell, I've just killed the ogre, let me in. Oh, okay. That's good. Good thinking. The only three yeah. options. Yeah. Smash. The only three options. Stealth. Or say you killed an ogre. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Someone in chat, the scribe, saying you're definitely stronger than the ogre. Knock it down. I think we should yell. That seems to. Uh be just a absurd thing to try. Let's do it. Yell. Okay. I, I, I'll just take a pause and say, can we add? Um, can we add paragraph two six six to the <laughs> to the to, miscatonicers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Page two six six. Oh, there's a, pic- there's a picture on the Discord of of, uh, of Hendrik wearing a fez. I'll be great. That. Right. Fantastic. Uh, so, so you're going to yell that you killed the ogre. Yeah, right. I don't think I've ever come down this way in this book. 
Um, from the other uh-huh. side of the door... Forging this... new ground. What's that? Forging new ground. Yeah. From the other side of the door, you hear the sounds of heavy objects being laboriously shifted, and then a gruff voice calls, Come in, slowly, and with your weapons sheathed. You push the door open to reveal a large, airy room full of tidy shells, of plant pots, chests full of garden tools, and herbs drying in bundles in the rafters. There are windows in the walls to your right and left, and another door in the wall opposite. In the middle of the room stands a frail old dwarf with bright green hands and forearms. There is a rune-inscribed battle axe stuck through his belt, and you suspect he can use it effectively despite his great age. He addresses you again. If you have indeed slain the ogre that has kept me from my garden these past ten weeks, soldier, then you have earned my gratitude. I will allow you passage through my, my storeroom, whether you be friend to Baron Thaldir or foe. He stands aside to let you past. Will you thank him and leave through the door on the far wall, or will you tell him about your quest? And again, there's a little picture of mine here. Okay. And um, tell me, he has green forearms and hands. Yeah, he must be the guy who's uh, made this magical He's fertilizer. Mis- Mr. Greenfingers. Yeah. Look at that lad. Oh, I see. Let's tell him about our quest. Okay, 312. Having taken a deep breath and a precautionary hold on the pommel of your sword, you tell the dwarf gardener about your friendship with the Margrave of Newburgh Keep and your mission to cleanse the town of evil. The old dwarf ponders for several minutes and finally sighs. Very well, I believe you. I can't think why anyone would tell such a story unless it were true. And anyway, even if you are a villain and an imposter, I don't see how you can make things worse than they are already. I can help. Mm. I will help you if I can. Sit yourself down. Eat if you have food. I've known myself. It's been a long time since you last had a chance to relax. You have found a temporary haven and an ally. Recover one luck point. Yes. If you have no provisions in your pack, uh, you rest for a few minutes to ask the dwarves for information. If you have some food, turn to three. Yeah. If your pack contains both food food and a piece of blood lurcher tentacle, turn instead to two. I beg your pardon? Blood lurcher tentacle. You don't have a blood lurcher ten- tentacle. I don't. I didn't even know such a thing was possible to have. Um, if you want to eat a meal and recover some stamina, you can do so now. You can also choose yeah. to offer food to the dwarf. He will certainly accept yeah. it if you do. So. <laughs> Having a slight, slight cat-related incident. <laughs> yeah, I can hear. I can hear. <laughs> Normally this gets edited out of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Blood lurcher tentacles were on the kids' menu. <laughs> Should have gone out at night. Yeah. If you decide that you cannot afford to waste your provisions by handing them out to other people, the dwarf will understand from your point of view, and if you eat, he will watch glumly until you finish your meal. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to feed him. I'm going to feed deduct him. Deduct any food you have consumed from your adventure sheet. If you give food to the dwarf, you must deduct one portion of provisions for the food he eats, plus another one if you eat it too. If you have only one yeah. portion in your pack, you can share it with the dwarf, but you only regain two points of stamina. Turn to three. What do I regain if I have a four, if I four eat a whole stamina thing? for the whole thing? Everyone, I'm back to max stamina and my max luck of seven, <laughs> which is like dreadfully low. So yeah, and I've fed him. You hero. The dwarf gardener has eaten very little recently, and he relishes his portion of rations as if they were a banquet. I thank you again, soldier, he says. 
That's the second service you've done me, and I don't know how I can repay you. Ask away, though, and some uh, some of these herbs have strange properties, and I know little about the goings-on in the keep. I'd let you have my axe, bork or bill, but she's getting temperamental these days. She'd have me attacking you if I weren't careful. He seems to find this idea very amusing, and chuckles for some time. Ah, dear me, dear me, where was I? I remember. Ask me for something, soldier. Ask, uh, will you ask for a preparation to bol- bolster your willpower, information yeah. about potential allies in the keep, Yeah. or the dwarf's opinions about the three-pronged spearhead, if you have it? Which I don't. You do not. We're willpower eight. Not great. Buffing it would be good, but our max willpower is nine. So even if it buffs it, like we're only getting a one buff there. So let's ask about information for allies in the keep. Okay, two two five. Yeah, and Sarah says, Can he fix your green hands? Which cannot fix your green hands, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, Peridus says get willpower. What's the worst that can happen? We'll just get a brain defiler taking us over. <laughs> Uh, the elderly dwarf thinks hard for a moment. I can't think of much that'll help you on this one, he mutters at last. Come on, mate. Except think. for what I've picked up from the kitchen servants in the keep. Those that are still there and haven't been kicked out by the southern rabble. They say there's someone hiding from the soldiers in the dungeon. He's laying low down there because it's the last place anyone would think to look for him. Named Sirwick or Cernic or something similar. A priest anyway, so he might be useful to you. You thank the dwarf for this information, but he says he has more to tell you. Three nine six. So wait, Cernic was in the cellar. Yes, hiding. Okay. Pushing aside a cobweb collection of bean poles, trellises, and bales of straw, the dwarf reveals a grimy fireplace in the corner. He calls you over and shows you that, as well as the chimney leading straight upwards, there was also a narrow gap at the side of the grate. You can just make out the first few steps of a staircase leading downwards in the thickness of the tower wall. This'll take you into the cellars, says the dwarf. It'll probably, uh, it's probably the only way you'll get into the keep without someone else knowing about it. But you can go through the other door and try getting across the battlements if you want to. If you want to use the secret passage to the cellars, turn to 25. If you decide to go through the door and out onto the battlements, turn to 282. Okay, let's. We know that there might be an ally in the cellar, and we've got a way to the cellar. This seems to me straightforward. Let's go into the cellar. Okay. Seems like a good idea. You strike a flint, like the wick of one of the many oil lanterns in the storeroom, and by the flickering light, you cautiously descend the steep and narrow stairs. At the bottom, a passage, roughly hewn into the solid rock, leads away into the darkness. It is cold and dank. Water drips on you as you creep forward. At irregular intervals, shafts pierce the roof of the tunnel, providing a little illumination. The shafts are too long and sheer to climb, and you see metal grating across the distant ends. You are fairly sure that the passage is taking you beneath the castle's inner bay towards the keep. The stairs are out of sight behind you, and the tunnel disappears into darkness ahead of you. There is a wooden door blocking a side tunnel to your right. The door is held shut by two massive wooden wedges that have been hammered between it and the surrounding rock. Do you want to try to remove the wedges and enter the side tunnel? Or would you rather press on along the main passage? So they put wedges in from this side to keep that door shut. Yeah, it's probably fine though. Let's carry on the passage. Okay. I'm fine with not going in there. Two, four, eight. Yes. 
seems to be blocked for a reason, says Chet. Yes. And the tunnel comes to an end at a door. At first you can see no way to open it, but after a few experimental pushes and pulls, you realise that the stone slab pivots along a horizontal central bar. You crawl, crawl through the lower opening into a long, low cellar, and, having established that there is no immediate danger, you push the door back into place. The walls of the cellar are faced with stone slabs, and it is now impossible to differentiate the door you have just come through from the other slabs. The rectangular cellar has a normal door in the centre of the short wall at its other end, and a door in the centre of each of the long walls on your right and left, although you cannot see these two doors at first, as they are obscured by the two lines of huge barrels that occupy the legs of the cellar. You walk between the rows of barrels, each of which has a tap and a small cup on a string. You decide to taste Ooh. some of the contents of Baron Thaldir's cellar, but all barrels look alike. You have to take potluck. Roll no. one die. <laughs> oh wait, I have to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You decide you're going to drink something, and he's, <laughs> he's set. Our hero tires of his quest and decides. <laughs> okay, one die straight into the wine. Four. Okay, let's hope it's something good. You select the barrel, turn its tap, and fill the cup with rich ruby liquid. It is a fortified wine of excellent vintage. Mm. Uh, and you enjoy every drop. It restores up to two points of stamina, if necessary, but also contains a, consider- a considerable amount of alcohol, which dulls your senses and slows your reflexes. Ugh. Reduce your skill by two points until you next eat a portion of food. Oh, my word. Just staggering around drunk. I'm becoming <laughs> Mr. Incompetent. Yeah, it is Bucky. Fight juice. Right. I didn't need the stamina either. I know, I know. You just got drunk for no reason. This guy, who is me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Just the idea. You're like staggering on a on an important quest. And he's like, you know what I fancy? Ooh, barrels. A glass of port. <laughs> uh, right. You hear a footfall behind one of the cellar's middle doors. Before you can react, the door flies open. And four okay. robed swordsmen rush in. You face them with your weapon at the ready and back away between the rows of barrels. Behind you, another door opens and you turn to see another four soldiers entering the cellar. You are surrounded. Eight soldiers uh, converge on you. Are they child size or or human size? It doesn't say. (laughs) Uh, You can fight or you can surrender or if you have a jewel-encrusted ring an emerald or any gold pieces, you could try to bribe them. I do have six gold pieces. Do I have to fight all eight simultaneously if I fight? Doesn't them? tell you. Doesn't tell me at this point. I would imagine so. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Martianist says this marked the end of my quest. <laughs> Two people suggesting it's sixteen children described as eight disguised as eight <laughs> just men. standing on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Offer them a drink. Um so we can I can fight uh hand myself in or try to bribe them. Is that right? Yes. Let's Try to bribe them. I think they're going to... Oh, hang on. I'm on full stamina. Oh, 
I'm on full stamina, so I could just go for the fight. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's fight him. Okay. Uh, your struggle is brave, but foolhardy and doomed to failure. Oh, Attracted no. by shouts and the noise of clashing steel, more warriors flood into the cellar. Uh-oh. Eventually, inevitably, you will begin to tire. You will drop your guard and be cut down. If you attempt to surrender now, you'll be given no quarter. Your adventure ends here. Oh! Uh, Hendrik wasn't Damn. happy about that. Yeah, sorry, Hendrik. My overconfidence from having that fortified wine. Thank you. Just yeah, on cue, that's my, my, my wife has bought me another beer. Oh. My wife just did that for me as well. Okay, I think we're on to last life, right? Four deaths. Yes, so what do you want to try and do? Do you want to try and bribe them? Yeah, let's try and bribe them. Okay, 97... Uh, so, so have you crossed off your sheet what you're, what you're bribing them with? Do I have to spend all gold? Yeah, I think it's up to you. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Six gold pieces to bribe the eight gold. <laughs> the swarthy swordsman watch with interest as you as you rest your weapon and proffer your bribe. The leader takes your offering and insists on searching your backpack for more. He mockingly pretends to be very disappointed that you have nothing else of value to him and then suddenly orders his men to seize you. You cannot reach your weapon in time and you are soon held fast in spite of your struggles. The swordsmen are highly amused at your outraged ex... Well, expostulations. Mm-hmm. That's not a word I've yeah. heard before. Expostulations. Expostulations. Yeah. Is it the noise you make if you're seized by eight swarthy swordsmen? Yeah, like, hey, hey, why would you do that to me? <laughs> hey, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, turn to 49. Okay. Uh, I will note that for the paragraph 49 was the paragraph you would have got to if you just surrendered. Oh, okay. Uh, sandwiched between two of the burliest of the swordsmen, you are surrounded by a squad of others, and you have no chance to escape as you are frog-marched out of the cellar, up a flight of stairs, through the gloom of the servants' quarters and into the opulent private chambers of the Margrave of Newburgh Cleep. Your guards halt at the pair of grand curved doors, uh, sorry, grand carved doors, on which the leader raps loudly. When the doors have opened, he bows and announces in a barbaric accent. I don't know what a barbaric accent would be. It's kind of verging on Lovecraft again. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, may it please the Margrave, a foreign spy captured within the castle walls. A swordman shoves you from behind, and the entire troop marches in to present you to Baron Faldier. Turn to one, two, seven. So wait, just a quick time out. Once. Once we came into the cellar area, the only choice we've had before the guards turned up was untaking those blocks that sealed that door. Yeah. So maybe Sirwick was sealed behind that, I guess. Marshness is saying a, a barbaric accent is a Geordie accent. I could, should have made it more broad, Geordie, if that was the case. Go back. I was footing Okay. Cool. May it please the Margrave, a foreign spy <laughs> captured within the castle walls. Uh, right, oh, there's a picture. That's okay. Good. That's good. Of us, the foreign spy. No, 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 no. 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 picture. Here we go. Whoops. Uh, there we go. Right. 
Whoa, 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 hang on. Is that a cloak without anyone inside it? Or like a sort of... It yeah. looks like it, yeah. Right. Ooh. When you were last in Thaldir's <laughs> great hall, as his co- honoured comrade-in-arms, you marvelled at the austere magnificence of the vast stone-pillared chamber. It seemed to reflect the Margrave's grand and rigorously martial personality. Now you are his prisoner, and everything seems to have changed. Sumptuous tapestries cover the walls, and the floor is littered with rugs and cushions. Ranks of impassive swordsmen stand on guard, while their captains uh, and Newburg merchants are waited on and entertained by lithe maidens in gauzy silks. Some of the young women are dark-haired beauties from the south, others wearing chains between ankles and wrists from the Newburg area. Thalder himself has sprawled on a grandiose gilt throne, a goblet in his hand and a faraway look in his eyes. Seated next to him on the dais is a small figure in a dark red cloak with a cowl that conceals its face. This figure whispers in Thalder's ear as you approach. Will you remain silent while Baron Thalder dispenses summary justice and decides your fate? Or, if you want to identify yourself and appeal to the Margrave's memories of your past exploits? Mm-hmm. It's very... This, yeah, uh, Marchioness is saying this. It's like worm tongue. It's very... Um, is it Theoden who's been... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Theoden and Thalder is a pretty uh, pretty on-the-nose uh, reference there, surely. Yeah. And it's also a scary sort of hooded whispering figure as well, which is fairly Lovecraftian. Yeah. That you hear someone suspicious whispering. Um, yeah, let's identify ourselves. It worked well for Gandalf, so... You know, <laughs> yeah. <I'll... laughs> the the gestures vaguely and begins to mumble about having you taken away. You interrupt. Thaldir, you shout. Recover your senses, man. You remember me. We fought side by side at Helm Helm, and we defeated a horde of barbarians, not unlike this rabble infesting your keep. Wake oh, up. Oh, don't be racist. Think. Steady on, mate. <laughs> Outraged murmuring ripples around the hall. Rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Uh, one of my favourite jokes. Have you seen The Man with Two Brains? No. no I love that film so much. Um... Uh, there's a bit where um, he's doing like this controversial experiment and everyone in the crowd watching is like going murmur, 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 murmur. He says, what What are they yeah. saying? And then the guy with them says, oh, they're just saying murmur, murmur, murmur. <laughs> and he turns to the crowd and he says, there's a gentleman, you may murmur all you want. And they all start going murmur, 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 much louder. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, right. Um, outraged murmuring ripples around the hall. A guard knocks you down no, from behind. No, 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 no. You stagger to your feet to see Baron Thalgier and the red-robed figure in the midst of a furious yet whispered argument. The Margrave seems to have recovered some of his wits, and he obliges his mysterious adviser to accept a compromise. He addresses you in a clear voice. My memory is failing these days, he says, but there may be some truth in your story. Do you have any proof of these strange allegations of yours? If you are who you say you are, I seem to remember giving you a gift or a token. Oh, no. <laughs> if you have not yet given it away, you uh, you may have a bejeweled ring given to you by Baron Thordia many years ago. If you want mm. to show it to him, we can do. Or we can No, because we gave it to Hugh. Oh, did we give, it to, give it to Hugh? Did not give us I it back? I think we gave it to Hugh. We're going to need chat to help us out here. Didn't we give the ring to Hugh? I thought he wanted it as an offering to the temple. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple of votes for it went to Hugh. Yeah, three, 
He snatched it. Yeah. So, yeah. We got no ring. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, three Can I reveal the scar on my body from the battle? No. no. You were too good. You were fighting against an army of children. You dispatched them all. Um, the mysterious red robe figure continues to prompt Baron Thaldir, who fight, rapidly finds the subject boring. He readily agrees that you should be taken down to the dungeons, and makes it clear that he has no interest in what happens to you after that. Ten guards escort you from the Great Hall and down a series of narrow staircases. At one point you reach a dark underground gallery. Half of the ex- escort contingent has already started down the next set of spiral staircases, and the other half is coming downstairs behind you. You have a slim chance to escape, although you do not know how far you will get in the darkness. If you want to sprint along the passage in the dark, turn to 88. If you continue to follow your captors, turn to 227. I don't know whether it specified crossed it off the sheet, actually. But it never specified to add it to the sheet. Because I've only added armour, sword and backpack and golden food. Well, we are where we are. Yeah. So I can... I'm. Uh, five of the guards are down some stairs, five are behind me on the stairs, and there's a little side passage. I think what we've really learnt from this is that six guards I can take, yeah. but eight guards I cannot take. Yeah. So the sweet spot is six or seven guards. Yeah. So, yeah. So what do you want to do? Hmm. Let's sprint down that corridor. We've got to try and make something happen. I'm still drunk as well. So oh, yeah, you are. I need to find a corner to have a meal and sober up. Okay. Test your luck. Oh, my luck is seven. Yes, I've rolled a five. Oh, we'll subtract one from your luck. Yes. Six, one. Uh, evading the clutching hands of your guards, you flee into the dark tunnel. Within seconds, you are around a corner and in complete blackness. You collide with a rock wall, stumble over a boulder and collapse to the ground in a daze. You recover as the first of your pursuers approaches, holding aloft a flaring torch. He fails to see you, and as your blade slices into his leg, he howls with pain, drops the torch and prepares for combat. So he's got skill six. And you're on five? Yeah, (laughs) it's getting hard. He's rolled nine. Oof, okay, four up. Let's do this. <laughs> I've rolled one. Right, so he hits you so. for two. Okay. And he attacks again. And he's rolled... Oof, only seven. Come on, we can kill him. Yes, I've rolled seven as well. Oh, well then, it's a, it's a no-score draw. I thought I win on ties, don't I? Don't think no. so, no. It's, it's, a, it's a joint okay. race. If you are still fighting after two attack rounds, turn to 278. Uh-oh. His pals are going to arrive. Oh, yes. I bet they are. <laughs> the sounds of your struggle attract the rest of the guards, and you soon find yourself once again hemmed within a circle of gleaming swords. You throw Not down well. your weapon and try to endure the pain and indignity as the soldiers beat you, deprive you of your weapon, mm. and bind your legs and arms. No. Reduce your initial skill by two points until you can find another what? weapon. The cards drag you the rest of the way to the dungeons. Turn to 64. Oh, okay, I'm still alive. You asked that. You sort of you put up with a lot of... I'm skill three. This is like inverse Calvin. If you're a prisoner, all dungeons are the same. The pits beneath Newburgh creep are no exception. 
You're in a cramped, damp, filthy, airless hole, and the fitful torchlight that sometimes creeps between the cracks in the metal studded door is so weak that you can barely make out the shapes of the fat rats that scurry along the dirty straw on the floor. If you have any food with you, you can now eat a portion. If you have a green glass globe, you can extract it from your backpack, or you can take out the trident head. (laughs) All of these great options. If you have neither of these items or do not wish to look at them, uh, you will just have to sit morosely in your cell until something happens. No, I won't be morose. I'm going to eat some food, and that's going to give me two skill backs. So you're just two down now. Yeah. And does it give me heal me anything when I eat food yes, as well? Yes, yeah, you heal full. Oh, back up to full. It seems as though several eternities pass as you shiver in the dank darkness of yourself. You sleep fitfully on the rotten straw and wake to find the rodents gnawing at your toes. You feel hungry. If you have provisions, you have plenty of time to eat another meal. You begin to despair of anything ever happening. Then you hear light, hesitant footsteps approaching the door. A key grates in the lock. With infinite slowness, the door opens, and in the doorway, a human shape is silhouetted against the feeble light from the the dungeon hallway's single uh, cresset. The figure lifts its short sword and says, Who are you? Will you attack? Say that you are one of Thaldur's men, wrongly imprisoned, or say that you are on a mission to cleanse Newberg and its keep of their infestation of evil. The last one. Okay, turn to I, th- I think this is Sir Wick or Sir Nick. As your eyes become accustomed to the deep gloom, you see that your visitor is a slight young man in military clothing. He is clearly mm-hmm. not a southerner, however, and your answer seems to interest him. Shield your eyes, he warns, and he pulls aside his tunic. A ray of brilliant white light bursts from <laughs> something on his chest. It is not too mm-hmm. dazzling if you avoid looking directly at it. The youth beckons you and to follow him out of his cell. Is it the talisman of Loth? Well, who knows? My name is Cernic, the young man stammers. Yes, Cernic! lad, finally. Uh, I'm a priest of Oiden from his temple in Newburg. I came here secretly to explore, but I found sudden soldiers everywhere, and worse in the depths. I could not risk the talisman of Loth from falling into the hands of Zazak, so I found a safe haven, this wretched dungeon and have been praying for a a warrior mightier than I to relieve me of the burden of carrying this responsibility. If you intend to destroy Zazak, this may be of help. He lifts the shine... Wait, is he Zazak now, not Zakaz? Zakaz, sorry, yes. Phew. Just checking there's not another guy (laughs) in there. He lifts the shining disc on a leather thong from around his neck and places it around yours. With some misgivings, you conceal it beneath your tunic. The young man is very nervous and plainly anxious to escape now that he has given away the talisman. Will you let him go and then follow him through the open door out of this dungeon hallway? Or you can decide to restrain him and demand more information. Oof, that's a bit harsh. I think we let him go and follow him. We've got the talisman now. It would be nice for more information, but if he's freaking out, then let's let him... He's not a child. Yes. Let's let him go. Uh, a short corridor leads you to a landing, lit by a single crescent. You lean over the balustrade and see the staircase wind steeply down the corridor and disappear into darkness. From the landing, the corridor continues featurelessly and also disappears into gloom. If you decide to go down the stairs, turn to 300. If you would rather continue straight along the corridor, turn to 40. Oof. 
these are actually the toughest decisions, aren't they? It's just they? a coin flip, in, really, isn't it? Yeah. In fighting fantasy books, it's like no idea, particularly first time through, where you have no idea yeah. what you're looking for, whatever. Well, we've had one vote for Descend Ever Deeper, so let's do that. We'll go down the winding stairs. Okay. Uh, it's it's just after 10 now, so what should we do to the next death, and then we'll call it a night there? <laughs> next death or the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, your descent at the stairway is long but uneventful. You emerge at the end of a wide corridor where several other dark flights of steps descend to the same point. Ahead of you, the corridor is a little less dim since it is illuminated by occasional cressets on the stone walls. You walk along the corridor. It bends to the left, then straightens again, and you see that ahead of you it forks into two passages of similar sizes. You draw closer and peer along each one. The left-hand passage is featureless, apart from the double doors that you can just make out at its far end. The doors appear to be open. Light is streaming out, and you think you can just see a table laden with coloured objects perhaps food, in the room beyond. The right-hand passage is equally featureless and equally long. It too terminates in a pair of doors which are closed. Two robed warriors stand on guard. Will we go left or will we go right? Hmm. Well, I'm not interested in us getting food because we're fed. We don't have a weapon, do we? We don't know. Oh. <laughs> right to 266 um this is a weird situation to be in isn't it because i don't feel you know sometimes you feel like you're set up to really fight your way through anything yeah. i don't feel that that's the case you got, let's you got go to the nice li- you can take a weapon from the guards after you kill them right let's go for the guards let's go right okay uh so that is the right hand passage so 155 yeah yeah Uh, this corridor has many natural recesses in its rock walls. You're able to get quite close to the guards outside the double doors by flitting from cover to cover. However, you are unable to gain much more information. The guards look bored and impatient, but reasonably alert, and you have no way of telling whether there are more uh, more soldiers beyond the doors. It would be impossible to rush the guards and dispose of them before they could raise the alarm. You can think of only four courses of action. Only four. You can decide to emerge from hiding and charge the two guardsmen. You can march up to them, claim to be acting on instructions instructions from the Margrave, and order them to leave their post. You can slip back to the entrance to this corridor and wait for the developments. Or you can leave this corridor and instead explore the left-hand passage. Mm. And you said that they were looking bored and impatient. Yes, but reasonably alert. It's a, it's it's a lot of a lot of things for a guard to be simultaneously bored, impatient, reasonably alert. Okay, because impatient would make me think there was something happening behind the doors that they wanted to happen, but then actually bored and impatient makes me think they're just bored of being guards. So I would say let's blag it. Yeah, we're gonna blag it. Let's go. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Sorry, there's a really horrible death on the paragraph just next to the one we were reading. Oh, okay. Um 
if you want to march up. So we march up to them and claim to be acting on instructions from the yeah. Margrave. Okay. Let's do it. New orders from the Margrave, you shout as you approach. You are to report to your commander immediately. I will take over here. The southern swordsmen have difficulty understanding you. They appear suspicious and confused. One of them watches you while the other knocks on the doors. After some time, one of the doors opens a fraction, and a small figure in a red robe peers through the crack and carries on a whispered conversation with the guard. The door closes, and the guard beckons to his comrade, and without another word, they march away. Somewhat astounded, you are left standing outside the closed double doors. Hmm... Some time passes, then one of the doors... Be- uh, have you just stood there, looking at the doors? Yeah, that was a very good pause, Peter. When I was like, wait, what's happening? I'm just Then one of the yeah. doors begins to open. You ready your weapon, but standing in the doorway is an unarmed serving maiden who recoils on seeing your aggressive stance. In a hesitant, southern-accented voice, she murmurs, My name is Senya. The mar- I- I'm assuming southern is like Cockney. Well, I, I, might, <laughs> okay, I should have picked an accent I can actually do I can't do a coffee accent okay. The Margrave's chief advisor has been expecting you and, and, is ac- and is anxious to meet you Please follow me to the reception room With a jingle of jewellery And a flurry of fragrant silks She turns, you follow In a small ante room Two other serving girls smile at you as you pass There are doors to, your, to the left and right You follow Senya Through the right hand doorway And into a luxurious chamber Senya gently pushes you into a comfortable chair and kneels before you, smiling beautifully. She is wearing a silver necklace from which hangs a magnificent ruby pendant. You are very tired, she says sympathetically. You need to relax. Stay here for a while. You don't need to move. If you are holding the trident of Scarlos... Can you check if we're holding the trident of Scarlos, please? Still not not holding the trident. Uh, Turn to 174. Uh, it is true that you feel very tired. You deserve a rest. Uh-oh. The chair is no. wonderfully comfortable. Senya has a deliciously soothing voice and a gentle smile. You cannot take your eyes off the magnificent red jewels shimmering at her neck. Nothing seems more important except that you should stay here and relax. You are not alarmed mm-hmm. when the arms of the legs, uh, arms and legs of the chair, mold themselves around your limbs. It, no, it feels even more comfortable. You die slowly and peacefully. No! <laughs> Unaware that Senya is no serving girl, but the wi- wizard Senyakaz, a mistress of illusion. You are not sitting in a chair. You are being engulfed by a Vlodblad, a hideous creature of the resurrected evil sorcerer in the depths. The Vlodblad surrounds you and drains your stamina, while you remain hypnotised by Senyakaz's flickering ruby. Now, I do know no matter which way you approach that door, you end up consumed by the Vlodblad. Really? Yeah, yeah. You need the Trident at this point to be able to progress any further. Was the Trident at the Wharves by any chance? I have. I don't know. Um, there's two. I think there's two parts of the Trident. There's like a there's a stick and the head. Okay. Um, yeah. And you had neither. Yeah. No. I mean, I I had very little. I was. I didn't even have a weapon at the end there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Damn. Okay, well that's the fifth death. So 
it wasn't the plan that we'd go to five, but that's a good couple of hours of recording. Yeah, I so think so. We'll probably call it a day. I want to find out. Can I, can I? Can you indulge me and find out what happens if you drink the if you drink the fluid out of the statue? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think there were some really good deaths in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's some some brutal deaths in that one. Yeah, three eighty is when you drink the. How do you remember that? No, I looked it up again. Um, okay. The green liquid is almost tasteless and seems very refreshing. Unfortunately, it is concentrated magical fertilizer. You watch in <laughs> helpless horror as roots sprout through your boots and hungrily penetrate the soil. You feel no pain as green leaves shoots emerge from your arms and torso. Your thoughts become strange, disturbed, and no longer truly human. You are a very healthy young tree, and unless someone chops you down or sets fire to you, you will grow in this garden for hundreds of years. Well, apparently there's a picture well, of the blood bad on page 76. Oh my god. <laughs> the flabby mound is a blood blad, a creation of evil sorcery. It is very sluggish, hence its low initial skill. However, as you move towards it, you see that it is beginning to generate blobs of flesh all over its body, and some of these are extending into boneless limbs. It will continue to do this until you kill it. During any combat round in which you do not wound it, its skill will increase by two points as it produces more limbs to attack you. And I'll get a picture of the the Vlad Vlad. Just like JP says in the chat that that he's prepared five playthrough videos while watching (laughs) us. Oh, look at that guy! Oh, I don't like that at all. That was the chair I sat in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you thought it was a chair. It was not a chair. Yeah. It was a Vlodblad. So... So, I mean, the highlights from this, we killed six guards in a row. Six children in a row. Sort of a highlight, but also a low light. The children slaying. Got robbed by Wendy. We also... uh, I mean, I say we. I also died twice before I made a correct decision. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) um, I did did tell you about the first one. But the second... Yeah. The second one you made all by yourself. Yeah. I mean, after you said, right, you're going to search a room when you have no no weapons and anything else, maybe I should have taken the hint. But there we go. But that was really fun. Really good. Um, thank you to everyone who's tuned in. And also thank you to everyone who's downloaded Drawn to the Flame and listened to it in the last just under four years. Because, yeah, hitting half a million downloads feels absolutely stunning and um, yeah i just can't really believe that that's happened and i know that this wasn't arkham but thanks to all the people bringing the arkham humor to it really appreciated it so yeah we um, um we're definitely planning on doing something more uh contemplative uh when we've got four years coming up um so, yes. so we'll kind of do a proper four-year episode um in the not too distant future um but yeah, I'll just echo what Frank said. It's It's been an amazing ride uh, going from just having a crazy idea on a Discord chat between me and you, Frank, and then yeah. building, a, building a community and a, and a podcast that I'm really proud of. I'm really happy to be part of. Uh, it's been just, it's been so good. And uh, thank you for indulging us in, in this two hours of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Martianist says Warlock of Firetop Mountain next week question mark yeah. so I mean I could talk for some length at, about um, uh, fighting fantasy books 
Warlock of Firetop Mountain is an interesting one because it's it's half written by Ian Livingston and half written by Steve Jackson. Um, and Steve Jackson, and there's a there's a point in the middle where you can tell where they swap. And Steve Jackson's writing is always like the corridor continues in a straight line for sixty feet ahead of you. He he, he writes like he's he wants you to be drawing on graph paper what you're doing. Um, and it definitely comes across. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'd I'd love to do this again. Actually, I know um, Shanadin, uh, who's uh, one of my good friends and the streamer, and um, they've been threatening to do some fighting fantasy um, uh, nice. content. Nice, but but I'd love to do it as well. Um, especially yeah, the, no, the, I would too. the this was super fun. The way of the tiger ones are fantastic. Some of the, my favorite um, uh, like game book set pieces are in that series. As like fighting on the battlements of a of a tower, like a ninja showdown on the battlements of a tower during a lightning storm. It's, it's so cool. It's very eighties ninjas. Really good. <laughs> or like nunchucks, really and, nunchucks good. and shurikens. Awesome. Well, we'll have to we'll have to get some that I can read to you, and then you can yeah. show everyone how it's done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. You'd be like, skip that paragraph. Next, take a left. Okay, <laughs> next. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess we've actually had a quite a busy month in November, haven't we? We've had a bunch of episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. is there what have we got coming? Do we know what we've got coming? We're going to do. We're going to. We need to do a first look of Devil Reef when it comes yep. out at the end of the week, and we've also got our interlude to do for Think on Your Feet, yep. and then. We've also got various other things we've sort of talked about quietly behind the scenes that we'll do. And maybe we'll take a bit of a breather over Christmas, <laughs> you know, because we're basically an episode a week. Yeah. Although I will never say that live. <laughs> yeah. Fortnightly or monthly, and I will stick to that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in if you've joined us on the chat. Thanks for chatting, checking this out on YouTube if you check it out on YouTube. Thanks for downloading it if you've downloaded it and listened to it on your podcast providers. Um, you can contact us. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Designed by Humans, and Patreon. Huge shout out to the patrons. Thank you so much for building a community around the podcast. It's amazing. We really appreciate it. Um, do you want to do a sign off, Peter, or should we end it there? Yeah, let's let's just end it there. We, we people know how to find us. Um, yeah, and, and th- thanks again to everyone, and uh, we'll see you very Thank very you. soon. I'm sure. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks. Guys. Bye.